0: Hi, this is Jerome Opeña, artist for Seven to Eternity, and you're listening to Eleven O'clock Comics.
1: Spidey,
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's so wrong.
1: Look at him.
2: I, I do kids party and <laughs> everything. <laughs> I, I thought it was the boss's son. <laughs> <laughs> I, the, the thing that kills me with spaghetti isn't when he actually pronounces the whole thing. Spaghetti. When he goes like <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 So stupid. Like
2: he's got it down to he doesn't even have to say the whole word anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh
3: shit.
2: You're killing me tonight this is i needed this Mm. good all right
3: merry new year Uh,
2: you got a request for that
3: dude people love that man i know trading places is one of the best movies of all time oh boy oh come on why it's it's, love love no i i enjoy
2: maybe there's eight seconds of trading places that i really enjoy
3: Oh, my God, dude. Like That's at, the part I where Jamie Lee's
2: looking in a the mirror. A thousand times. And we see the boobies. It's probably less than eight seconds. Yes.
3: My name is Inga from Sweden. Yeah.
2: But you're wearing later hosen.
3: Yeah. <sighs>
2: <laughs> you're a big oh fan God. of Coming to America, too, aren't you? Beef oh, Chucky
3: time. Different. Oh, Coming to America was dope, too. It's <laughs> nowhere near as good as trading places, but it's dope. It's dope. Ah... Whoop Joe Lewis' ass That is true, he did whoop Joe Lewis' ass Hey
2: everybody It's 11 o'clock What's comics up, e- Episode 454 Damn Yes, and I'm Vince B
0: Yes you are Vince B And I am David A. Price
3: Si, me amo Bobby DaCosta
0: <laughs> in, <laughs> in the native
2: language too I like that, very nice No, you're not Bobby DeCosta.
3: It's actually terrible. I actually that now that I think about it, it is horrible because Bobby DeCosta is Brazilian.
2: Well, no. He speaks Portuguese, not Spanish. Right. That's racist. I'm, racist. I'm racist. But at least you try. I'm Bobby DeCosta. No, you're not. You're Jason Wood, Everybody.
3: Son Spisot, aka Citizen V.
2: Oh. He's in this Avengers thing you're talking about. I
3: don't know what you're talking about. Oh. <laughs> don't bury the lead. I, I
2: knew you were going to say that. You know where you can bury a lot of money in the ground because <laughs> you'll be saving it? Is that discount comic book service? That's I know, I know.
3: That's the first segue.
2: Yeah, but it's a new year. DCBService.com. DCBService.com can get you your books, get them delivered to you fast, and get them for a fraction of the cover price. The new list is up and it is smoking. From Image, our man. Daniel Warren Johnson is is writing and drawing and coloring, I believe, yes. All of this. He's doing everything on this new book called Extremity. It's a skybound title. It's, uh, uh let's see, not of a better life, but of revenge on the clan that ruined her family. With ferocious battles between man-machines and monsters ahead, ellipsis, who knows where her quest for vengeance will take her. Wow. Oh, he did not color it. Mike Spicer colored it. Jeez. But uh Daniel Warren Johnson did everything else. And... It is a three ninety nine book, but because you're smart, you are going to get it for one dollar and ninety nine cents. That's crazy. $1.99. from Dark Horse. I don't know if this book is going to connect with many people, but I'm doing my I part know. to get the word out that this may be a series that you want to check out. Oh, uh, no, it was, yes. It was, I was going to say I know where you're going to. It was written by some guy named Nile Neil Gaiman. Uh, we got. P. Craig Russell doing the writing and the art and the cover arts by Glenn Fabry. It's something called American Gods, it's number one. On yeah. Yep. Yep. Three the, nine. Wow. Well.
0: no. Well, yeah. No, oh. it, it was. <laughs> he's not having it tonight. Um, I said what? The the. Uh, also, you can read along with Vincent. I
2: yes, because we're Me buying Vince. it. Is Jason? Are you buying it?
0: Wait. Uh, hold on a second. Let's a see,
2: no, right, that
3: was a mild ad hominem from DAP.
2: No, no. We, here's the preface on this little conversation. I saw the book and I ordered it thinking, you know what? I could tag team with DAP on this because knowing him, he's going to get this book. Because right, I think it – I We never threw
3: it No,
2: I was looking at the preview pages and I think they look a little dark. But that's okay because it's only a couple preview pages. But it's Neil Gaiman. It's P. Craig Russell. And, um, there is, Scott Hampton is involved with this yeah. too. Nice. Uh, great covers so, by Glenn Fabrice. Well.
3: No, I was going to just, in answer to your question, I, I was going to say that I am absolutely ordering it. But, in the spirit of the new year, I must admit that I have never read no, American
2: Gods. You know, it's okay because I only got halfway through it.
0: Oh
3: my God. Oh, wow.
2: Yeah. And not because it wasn't good. I actually thought it was very good. It was one of those, it's a, it's a fairly large size book
1: mm-hmm.
2: and I would put it down and the comics would take precedence and I wouldn't go back and then when I did go back I would have to backtrack like fifty pages to recalibrate and then it would happen again. So it wasn't right. it wasn't the fault of the book. It was more my fault. But now we'll all buy it. Okay. Which
0: explains why we never did our book of the month oh, with true. that. Right, but we'll all read it.
3: <laughs> yeah. Sorry. We're off. We're off tonight. We gotta get gotta get in sync. We all should hit the pause button and then like each unpause it like a millisecond apart from one another. To get back on track.
2: It's oh, not gonna work shit. It's not gonna work for me, buddy. It's not. <laughs> all right. We're all buying this American Gods uh Shadows, number one. You should get it too, because it's not gonna cost you three ninety nine. It will cost you a dollar ninety nine cent. Last, but certainly not least. It is a milestone. This is a massive book. It, the One of the only books I've seen in recent memory that had a fold out mm-hmm. in the freaking previews. It mm-hmm. is Matt Kent, Thomas Giorello, Louis La Rosa. It's Excel, Manowar. We're starting again. Um, and this time around, the discount is 75% <laughs> off. Damn. Not three ninety nine. dollars really? yeah, You can bring home Exo Manowar, number one, Matt Kint, Thomas Giorello, Diego Rodriguez, uh, Thomas Giarello for $0.99. Cents. What? Are you silly? You must get this. Yes, DCBService.com. Do not mind late orders or order additions. Get your books all safe and secure, delivered right to your door. It's the only way to go, especially if you want to save money. Don't be silly.
0: DCBService.com. I can personally attest to supporting late orders because I am It's a few times a year, not every month, but there are a couple of times a year where I have to reach out and say, oh, you know what? I forgot issue two of this four issue series. And, and you know, so right. it's they they are extremely friendly. Yeah,
2: I think it's a chronic problem with you.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: See if you do oh, like that. No yeah, no
0: doubt. Do it like I do it. Order like within the first day, it goes up. Get it same done. Here. You know what? I just, I just might because I am. I, I hope this is the new cover stock for previews. It's really nice, right? Yeah, yes. I like it. And but they,
3: I, I have a very different process than Vince. I mean, it, it's, it's the same until the until the final step, which is to say that like Vince, I treat the previews like it's the Sears Wish Book. Yep, it's the first thing I read in my box when it comes. It's like a – basically, it's usually a Saturday ritual, I uh, especially in the winter, get the fireplace going. Yes, yes. But the difference is I am the Excel lover, so I take the Excel sheet once Cam lets us know it's posted, and I go through lovingly and fill out my order on the spreadsheet. But I then tweak that as the month goes, and then I I upload the uh, spreadsheet pretty much towards the deadline. Like, I usually get a polite email from – one yeah. of the uh, Mirkware clan like in the like 20s of the month saying, hey, order's due, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, and then I upload the sheet that's already been filled out for three weeks. This XO Manowar out
2: is amazing.
3: Yeah, yeah. By the way, th- this this uh, this preview, I had this codifying moment of how I really do have an issue and, a, and, a, and have a problem I'd probably need to seek help for. As you guys know, I, I am the furthest thing from anyone that would be considered a He-Man fan. Didn't like the toys as a kid. Didn't like the cartoon. Mm-hmm. Didn't like the Dolph Lundgren movie. Never read the comics. And yet, on my form right now for forty percent off of the forty nine ninety nine cover price at twenty nine ninety nine, I am giddily ordering the He Man Masters of the Universe hardcover of the character guide. Yeah, I wanted that too. I because couldn't, couldn't I'm it. just a sucker. It's like oh, Ohatmoo. I'm like, I got yep. to have the encyclopedia. Even yeah, if it's a universe I'm not into, got to have it.
2: Even though all that shit's available online. Yeah, uh, of course. You know, it's nice to have a beautifully designed well, and, and, and printed it. volume it on your shelf. That's how I of, feel.
0: One of yep. Jason's boys may decide to write a He Man comic in the future and will need the reference material.
2: Sure. It's very true. Because the internet doesn't work in his room either.
0: But that's okay.
2: Also <laughs> true. It worked in world. <laughs> that was
3: fine. <laughs> <laughs> Ornhub, must you must have been down the it too. Yaui.
2: You you're bad. Isn't it w- isn't it weird? <laughs> All right, let's do the drink. dcbservers.com. It <laughs> Shit. <Yowie. laughs> it's like free form tonight.
3: You should love it. You love chaos.
2: I do love chaos, but yeah, I do. So I'm not going to complain. That's what are you
0: drinking?
2: I'm drinking Hop Ranch. Okay. Imperial Pale Ale from the Victory uh Brewing Company. For your taste. Love like it. your health. For your health. For your no taste. 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 <laughs> Steve Brew. <Ruh. laughs> from your Yes. From my palate to yours. What are you drinking, Jason? Well, I am drinking the last two bottles of my one of my gifts
3: from Flippa Dippa. Mm. I am drinking from revolver brewing in uh granberry, Texas the revolver blood and honey American ale, and I will read it. I will channel my inner Eastman here an unfiltered deep golden ale brewed with the malted two row barley and wheat finished with blood orange peel, Texas honey, and a blend of spices. Wow oh. now you guys know I'm not an i p a fan no. And I was nervous when I got these bottles from Flippa because it was super nice of them to send me beer. But I was worried I wasn't going to enjoy the beer. But let me tell you something. This is a friggin' amazing beer. And I suspect I can't get it readily, although I'm going to try when we make a trip this weekend to the uh, liquor store. But it is awesome. I'm, I'm giving them a huge thumbs up. Thank you for that. It's, uh, and it's potent, too. It's, uh, it's impotent. Uh, it's 7% alcohol by volume. So Nice. So it's a winner all
2: around. There's no drawbacks with the IPAs.
3: Well, this isn't really an IPA. They call it an American ale, and that's probably one of the reasons I like it. It's definitely spicy. You know, it's got, like, the orange, and it's got these other spices. So it's it, – it's it's I, I don't know if it's weird. It feels like it's really appropriate for the winter, you know, Cause even though the, it's Texas beer. Yeah,
2: because of the spice and the honey. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. But I oh, love it. It's
2: great. Nice.
3: Wish I had some more.
0: Dap. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's um, the. Uh, I'm just flipping through the um, Flip the dark horse section. There's a there's a Star Slayer
2: trade. There is. I know.
0: I'm thinking about this Jerry Robinson book too, but um, we should go through the previews at one some point in this episode because we don't usually do we'll, that. We'll do it. We'll do it. The neo classics. The um. <sighs> uh. We <laughs> the you. I'm pretty sure I've I've, I've told you guys that um. Renee and I are are, are looking to move um, from where we are uh, closer to work, can. and 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 because we started from the bottom, so now we're going to. Um, you just, so it's
2: do you just do Drake,
0: yes. So so we yeah uh, we, yeah. we, we um, he's dating his mom and and the, and the minion <laughs> um, is uh, lives in Westchester and would. Of for my wife and I to move back to Westchester because it's also, it would be closer to work. So for Christmas, he gifted me an awesome bottle of bourbon whiskey and it is 914, which is the area code for most of Westchester County. Westchester guess, New York yeah. whiskey. Um, He's not so very he, subtle, is he? No, no, <laughs> but that's fine because so my gift at the, end this year was from, uh, was, was, uh, Bourbon from the Tectonic Distillery, which is a couple hours north of me. So, right. um, it's you know, tit for tat, but this is, uh, it's, it's produced and bottled in, uh, and, and, um, distilled in Portchester, New York, which is right on the, uh, Connecticut border. And it is, uh, it's rather tasty. It's got a nice little bite to it. it it's not, um, like maybe as, as smooth as, as the Buffalo Trace or the Bullet, but mm-hmm. it is a, uh, you 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 know you are having some some good bourbon whiskey when you're drinking it so i am i am quite happy with it the bottle is um not quite half empty but it's uh we'll see how much we can go tonight but it's it's no it is it is is a very thoughtful gift it is very enjoyable i have not um haven't had anything from um from them before this so i'll uh i'll have to see what else they have going on but yeah quite good. Peace and love. Cool.
2: Thank yous. Yes? Um, um I got one. I okay. uh, yeah. Chris Revikant sent me a box of goodies. And I'm oh. not gonna not gonna talk about all of them because I want to talk about them on the show, so I'm not gonna spill the beans, okay. but he sent me the first couple issues of Sonic the Hedgehog. That's nuts. Like the first issue of Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, okay. I, which I did not have. Yeah. And you know mm-hmm. what a fan I am of that property. Yeah, that's awesome. So, uh, yeah, and because he was my um, – the gift exchange recipient. So I sent him mm-hmm. a box and when I was sending him – when I hit him up for his address, he's like, you, you know what? Send me yours because I got some stuff laying around and I'm going to hit. Uh-huh. So he didn't have to, but he did. Nah. Yeah. And it's all – and there's actually a piece of baked tile in there with a <laughs> – uh, huh. Yeah, I'll get into it later because he's a good man, Charlie Brown. No, he is a very good man. He is, and uh, I hope I I do him proud because I sent his stuff off um, Tuesday. I the Christmas box I sent it Tuesday. <laughs> oh, <dude. laughs> so people,
0: if you get me in the gift Use
2: exchange, the you don't want yeah. me. <laughs>
0: But it's no, it's be no, actually tax you, right off for Vince in the new year, yeah,
2: actually, you may want me because I feel bad because I miss the Christmas date every year loaded and up, I right? load it up, yeah, so maybe you do I gotta want be me.
0: honest when I
3: sent waters out, I knew I was sending it like I sent it before Christmas but I knew it wouldn't get there in time for Christmas, and uh I before i i I, I had threw a couple extra things in there because I was like, oh, I'm like
2: I got to at least make up for that. Yep. So if we were timely, yeah. you're so timely though. You're always on a schedule. Like, why did you not make the deadline?
3: You, um, just things. Because man.
2: no, because I was I I ordered. Um.
3: Well, he's he's already told me. I I got him a copy of the first appearance of uh, Patsy Walker Hellcat. Yeah. Cause that he loves that character. So I was waiting for it to come. I, oh, I thought see, badges. it wasn't your
2: oh, fault. Right. Mine's just all oh, me. Uh, gotcha. I'm just. I just don't like schedules or
0: spreadsheets or anything yeah. like that. But at least, at least our loss, Jason, and my loss was, was Chris Rebecca's gain. So that's fine.
3: That is true.
0: There you go. Crick <laughs> <it>. Wow. <laughs> he
3: usually make Vince smile ear to ear, so they we're, were irking him. We he started you're, off
2: early on, and you, then he kind of Oh, my God. You're assuming. You're both assuming that you're you know, irking me. You exactly, Benny Hill. All right. Let's talk about some comics. Let's talk about sex, baby. Tell me Let's about, about this, me. this thing that I don't think I'm going to like, but I want to hear the lowdown on it anyway. What? I want to hear about this U.S. Avengers. <laughs> do you really? I do, because there's a Red Hulk in it. So I got to know.
3: Well, let me just say that uh, for uh, there is something I think we're going to talk about that isn't Marvel that I adore, um, but I have already had read that. That finally got off his ass and read it. But in terms of what I read this week and I'm ready to talk about, it was a catch-up on Marvel week for me. Um, And uh in some cases, that was a, a pleasant experience. In other cases, it was decidedly not. And uh, we'll probably get into some of that as well. But uh I like that Vince asked me to talk about uh, U.S. Avengers because that, in my opinion,
2: was the best Marvel book I read this week. Oh, I'm Um, I'm sorry. You want to just hold off on this now, and we talk about it at the end of your thing. Wait, no, no,
3: no, no, no. no, This is good. Um, So, I will say, I will go on a limb and say that uh, the marketing of this book probably is going to doom it from the start. Um, Mm. You know, I I don't know that the market can hold or sustain, um, you know, that many titles of sort of the same ilk anymore, and. you know, this is being pitched as a tertiary Avengers book, um, in a lot of ways. So, uh, I hope I'm wrong though, because I, again, as, as someone who's reading all the Avengers books, um, uh, I, I thought this first issue was terrific. So it's, it's written by Al Ewing, who I praised last week relative to his work on the Ultimates, uh, with, um, art by, uh, Mr. Medina uh aka Paco and uh Juan Blasco is uh, his inker but you all know me what do i love uh when it comes to uh to teams i love the roll call book
2: yeah building the getting the band together. I love
3: getting the team together man i give me a 70s kung fu flick where they get the team together give me an old western where they get the team together give me a comic where they get the team together and i am a mark for that like that is an easy sell for me and this is very much getting the team together for this new Avengers unit. So, the setup is as follows. The leader of the team is my entry name, Mr. Bobby Costa, a.k.a. Sunspot. For those that aren't um, current with their Marvel, Bobby, for the last few years, has been one of the leaders of the Avengers, uh, and he has also, um, through his, he's a, he's a many times over billionaire, he bought AIM, formerly the evil Advanced Idea Mechanics, and this is a couple years back, and he acquired them and turned them into a force for good. And they were then known as the Avengers Idea Mechanics. Um, in this book were, they've evolved even further. I guess there was some blowback, so forth, so on, after Civil War, what have you. I don't know about, I don't know about all that cause I read the Civil War, but, but, uh, the military was kind of up in arms, shield was kind of bogus and whatnot. So, long and the short of it is they rebranded, uh, AIM as American Intelligence Mechanics. So Bobby, it's kind of a quasi governmental thing now, um, like the new Shield. Bobby's in charge of it, its aim, but it's also serving the public good. So you know he's kind of like an elite, a government liaison slash leader of the Avengers now. Um, And this is the intro to his his team. So um, he's not really he is now Citizen V. That's what he calls himself. He actually makes fun of it. He's like, oh, they're like use your call sign, and he's like he's like oh citizen v so but uh you know which is a callback to uh the you know the thunderbolts um comic from a little while back um and the team is a nice mix of new and old characters you've got uh you've got uh, a cannonball who's makes sense because that's 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 bobby's best friend sam so it makes sense that he's on the team uh then you've got a i think she's a new character um maybe you guys know differently it's a uh, a purple haired, uh, Asian woman named, uh, Dr. Tony Ho. Um, unfortunate last name, I think in the, when I'm saying it out loud, but, um, but she, uh, she has invented a new suit of armor and she is the new, um, she is the, uh, the, um, what's the, uh, I'm blanking out on the, uh, iron Patriot. yes, thank you. I, she is the new iron Patriot. And, uh, but she's kind of like rescue in that uh, she built a suit of armor that does not use munitions or weapons. She relies on passive measures, so traps, force fields, sonic booms, things like that.
0: And the, uh, I'm sorry, the, the, the armor is not made to look sexy. It, it's not armor with, with breasts. It, it's right, it could to, be it's, a guy in there, right. Exactly.
3: Yeah, yeah very, very true. Um, then you have a, a character who, again, I think is new. Her name is Enigma. And, uh, I think you would like the character design, Vince. He's, it's like, it's, it's a, it's sort of like a sob, a sob, a cybernetic suit. She almost looks like uh one of those like really skinny, fast, uh, uh, Gundams.
2: Is that the one with the, um, illuminated circles? In yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at it now. Yeah. It's cool. So she's like, it's ghost, ghost
3: power. seem to be like ghost. Remember ghosts? From right. Like, like yeah. yeah. She can phase and she can mess with the machines and her, and her name is Aiku Yoken and then she's, uh, She's a, a somewhat a timid uh, woman from Norway. Um, then there is uh, Squirrel Girl, which now I always thought Squirrel Girl was kind of trite when they first introduced her as the babysitter to uh, Luke and Jessica Jones's kid in the Avengers and Bendis' Avengers. And then I just, I mean, real talk, I have had no love for the Squirrel Girl comic by uh, Erica Henderson. It, not to say it, by all accounts, it's a high-quality book. People love it, but I, it's not for me. I just... Not vibing on it. But, you know, in this, again, I think as a supporting character, a little bit of comic relief. Fine so far, at least one issue in. Um, And then we get to the character which I think Vince mistook, and probably a lot of people did, is Thunderbolt Ross. Because there's, on the cover, a red Hulk with, uh, you know, a mustache. It's actually um, a character named General Maverick. And... He has been given, uh, apparently there's this new thing called the Hulk protocol, the Hulk, like it's like a shield, it's like a shield add in, but in essence what it is, is he's got an implant and, uh, once every 36 hours he can turn into the Red Hulk for an hour. So it's kind of like an hour man, physique, I guess, or, you know, something like that where, you know, he's got all the power in the world, but only for a very limited time. Um, and then, uh, and then, am I forgetting everybody? I think that's everybody. So oh and no, and then you get uh at the end you're introduced to a quite young, buxom female Captain America. And I don't know who it is. I don't know if this is a character we've seen before, um, because that's the cliffhanger of the book. But but uh so, so you mentioned love, cannibal, right? yeah, right? the yeah, first cannibals. This Captain mentioning. America
2: must be related to uh Ray Davies of the Kinks, because she's stealing one of his lines.
3: <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah. But go ahead.
3: Oh, uh, uh, Okay, Uh, I I think that's. I I don't. I don't know why that. That's that's a lyric.
2: That's a Kinks lyric. This is Captain America calling. Okay. There's only one Um, reason why that dialogue balloon reads that way. Is because it's a, it's a Kinks lyric. Go ahead.
3: Okay. Well, I guess uh, Al Ewing is a fan of the Kinks. Could be. Could be. Uh, So they are taking on the Secret Empire in this book, which again, big fan of that idea, and talk about super cool. The Secret Empire has a Helicarrier-esque base that's got four giant turbines, and talk about wild ideas. It's a helicarrier slash volcano. <laughs> that's so neat. At this, yeah, at the center of this thing is a freaking uh, erupting volcano, which makes no sense, but I love it because it's wacky. Um, and, you know, they they intervene here, and you're introduced to the team, and, and you're introduced to them in a way where each is seemingly giving them an interview or a narrative about being an American and why, they, why they're proud to be an American. You know, Bobby starts by saying, you know, he was uh, – you know he's he obviously was not a born as an american and but he's still so proud to do it and and uh and, yeah we get just get interested team and it's super well paced medina's art is fantastic the coloring is fantastic um you know there's a little bit of humor a lot of action um love the panel layouts like i said the book read quickly um i found each character engaging i want to i want to know more about the ones i don't know about always loved sam and bobby so that's an easy win for me um and it didn't have like even though they were dealing with a legitimately uh, serious situation, it didn't have that, like, gravitas of, like, oh, my God, this is the most important, dire thing that's ever happened ever before and how are we going to stop it? You know, it was it was what these comics were when I fell in love with them, which is that it's a team of people that are badass at what they're doing, saving the day with smiles on their faces. And I love that because I don't think you get that much anymore, at least no. not, not what I'm reading. So... Uh, just a huge win overall for me. I just uh, it's it's everything I want in the team book. It's 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 just absolutely everything I want. It's a mix of characters I already know and love with new characters that are that are interesting enough that I'm intrigued about to learn more. Uh, well drawn, well paced, and uh, you know just a little a teeny bit of brevity mixed in with the action. Um, so huge thumbs up to Al Ewing and Medina on their uh, on the first issue, and I just generally hope that uh, it's successful because I do fear that it's perhaps. Being viewed or marketed as as the the kind of the other Avengers book, you know. So,
2: um, totally honest, it looks to me like a GI Joe book, like a very well um, like a very well drawn GI Joe book.
3: Well, I could see that. I mean, I mean, that's I, not I, I, that's I, not a dig. I get
2: you. There's the, 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 uh, the tech is here, the mech suits and the hardware and the weaponry and the, it just, it, it, it doesn't look like an Avengers book to me. It looks like a G.I. Joe book. So if you're trying to separate yourself, and especially the villain, right? Um, but yeah. He's not, but yeah. To, to separate yourself from the rest of the Avengers books, I think it's a smart idea to make it look different, at least. No, it looks, I like what I'm seeing here. Yeah,
3: it was and, yeah, and this was, right. was the this was the last book I read before we recorded and it's uh it's the one um Marvel book that I probably had the le- the least expectations for. I wasn't thinking it would be bad or good. I just I didn't really give it much thought one way or the other. Um so I'm pleased that I read it because it kinda wiped away uh the tower taste of, of some other relatively milk toast stuff that I read this week from from the House of Ideas. Yeah.
2: I don't really like the idea of the 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 Hulk being uh like a drive through where everybody can just, you know, give their card and get Hulk powers. But because is, right. is well, that what they're implying with this Red Hulk is that, you know, it's technology now. It's not a random and unique occurrence that made Bruce Banner a Hulk. And I know what yeah. you're going to say. Follow the Hulks, everybody and his brother was a Hulk. I know, I get that. No, no, I wasn't going to say
3: that. I'm but, just saying it seems like, and again, having not read Civil War II, uh, I'm just getting this secondhand. It seems like the Hulk situation is a mess right now, right? Yeah,
2: it's like you can plug in and become a Hulk. Like, I don't, that's not Not that's not that's good. And then when you read a well, book, that should have a Hulk and doesn't, but anyway.
3: But to be fair, uh, they, I mean, and I hear what you're saying, but at least they even go so far as to explain that, like, not only is he limited to one hour every day and a half, but uh, he's also only a fraction of the strength of a real Hulk.
2: Oh, I wish I was that strong.
3: Right, no, I mean, that yeah. would still make him ridiculously strong and capable, but he even says, like, I, I've got you know, this this, this, this plug in that Shield developed gives you this, you know, the, the fractional strength of a Hulk for, you know, an hour every day and a half.
2: So, so why don't we give this to all of our troops? Like what makes him unique? I, well I'm sure they'll it give says, a side it,
3: effect. It, he's he's Maverick is the the the, the Hulk himself mm-hmm. is the one that's narrating the book and he explains that um, as they were developing this uh, it came time to um, to find uh, someone that had the right genetic makeup for ah. the implant and, and he, he was one of the people that was got gotcha. able to do it. So I
0: love the uh the t shirt Sam's wearing during his little interview. I don't know that I noticed what uh saying a Lila Cheney uh tour shirt. That makes sense. Okay. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh look at that. Yeah, cool. Nice. No, it's it's a it's a real sharp looking book. I um I'll read it uh when we're done tonight. But um I had no idea what it was about. I saw US Avengers and I was like what I, 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 I immediately thought they they're trying to bring like US one back and, and turn it into an Avengers team, but it's it's a um it it looks good. I, I, I really am impressed with it.
3: Yeah, yeah, like I said, uh
0: two two big thumbs up from this guy right here.
2: <laughs>
0: this what? This
2: guy right here. And I, I you know what I like more than this entire book is the coming this year page that yes, they yeah. that, I love that why right. that that is like I'm a total mark for this kind of um These advanced scheduling where oh you know what you're going to see Deadpool and this whoever red hulk guy go up against a monster that has an American flag for a face like yeah. that that's cool I want to see that and Thanos
0: mutant nuke. nuke. Also, the, uh, the ultimate
3: they, they imply that Sam, Sam dies because in one of the pre- preview images, oh, yeah. it's uh, look at Sam Guthrie's uh, headstone. Oh, yeah. And they say yeah. that Steve Rogers gets involved. And then they have Thanos. And the interesting thing about the Thanos is if you look, he's got two gauntlets. He's got so multiple. he's got five, he's got ten, ten gems, but they're yeah. not the soul gems. They look to me, because they're square, they look like square diamonds. I'm betting that they are pieces and or just cosmic cubes he went to Jared. Huh. He did go
2: to Jared. <laughs> I think neat. they look cool. Indeed. So, Cosmic cubes. That's interesting. The,
0: uh, yeah. So between the coming this year and and like, and like Hulk only being able to power. It, it kind of, some of it reminds me of a Legion book. Just the, the, the little. Oh, I'm with that. I'm with the, that. Yeah. Yeah. Just some of the little, the little um, restrictions and things like that. You know. So mm-hmm. it's. and And they're kind of youngish. But yeah. No. We'll yeah.
3: So there, y'all go. Wow. House of ideas.
0: Cool, David. Vince, what you got? Ooh, what do I got? Um, you know what? I will. I'll keep the um. The Marvel Love going. Uh, oh, nice. Because I caught up on. Um, I caught up on, on quite a few Marvel things during um, the beginning of the year. And one of them uh, was a book by Mark Wade, Chris Somney, and Matt Wilson. And it is Black Widow. So I read up to latest issue number nine. And it has just been... Uh, Oh, well, it's kind of hard for me to, I don't want to say it's been a lot of fun, uh, because there are some moments where I'm sure Natasha would rather, maybe not doing anything else, but probably taking it a little easier than, uh, than, than, than she's been dealing with. But, uh, Jason and I read the first couple of issues when it first came out, and it was, um, Natasha had to, uh, steal something from S.H.I.E.L.D. And um, she had to hand it over to uh, Weeping Lion, who – what's interesting is as you read – continue to read the next couple of issues, uh, things were not quite what they appeared to be when Black Widow was talking to Weeping Lion. and, and um, Well, she was talking, but it was kind of a one-way conversation because we find out that – while Natasha has to continue to do Lion's bidding, uh, she goes back home, she finds a, uh, where, where she received her training when she was a young girl to, to become an assassin, uh, she finds her way to the Red Room and there is a small, there's a little girl who's down there with Natasha, who stabs Natasha and yes. runs away. So when well, we pick up after that, Natasha makes her way to uh, to a cabin in the middle of, of the cold wilderness where um, Gentleman patches her up and the, and he is uh, he was somebody from Natasha's past who also worked for the woman who was responsible for training all these little girls to become assassins. Uh, so they go way back. He patches her up. They have some conversations. Uh, she, um, she, the, the, what the lion is having her do, he's having her obtain information for him. If she does not fulfill this mission, her secrets, her, her ledger will be open to the world. Everybody will know all the dirt she's done in her life. And she, um, She's being tracked at the same time while she's doing all of this by a, uh, by an agent of SHIELD. His last name is Elder. And so Agent Elder is, is tracking her. She ends up, uh, ready to make the drop to, uh, to whoever the lion had sending to, to, to the location. Uh, but it looks like she mistakes the agent for the courier. So she's walking with him and, again, things aren't exactly what they seem, and they, uh, the lion's men go after and attack Natasha and this agent, and she, uh, a sacrifice is made, but that means she, did, she does not complete her mission, so the lion releases her secrets, and one of the biggest was that she was responsible for the death of, uh, of Dr., uh, Ho Yinson, who is the person who saved Tony Stark's life and made him Iron Man. So when Tony Stark finds out that Natasha is responsible for this man's death, he's not happy. So he goes, finds Natasha and, uh, she, um, at that point, there's some using of, uh, of, of the people and, and their, uh, their abilities and, and, and what they can offer. She ends up going back to the lion. She takes weeping lion down, but before she can kill him, someone yells, stop. Don't kill my brother. And there's a small, very smallish, um almost like a uh not it doesn't look like Michael Sarah, but I mean when when in compared to like other superhero characters he's a very you know she looking dude just standing there on on uh on on a balcony pleading with her not to kill the lion because that's his brother uh turns out that this person is a telepath and the lion is actually mute he's like he's basically jericho His, his throat was cut he can't speak so uh while natasha thought she was talking to the lion back in the second issue she was actually um it was a mental conversation so she would whatever she thought was happening it was just all in her mind so it's there's there's a um there's a slight shift. There's a shift in in, uh, in the balance of power, and I'm not going to go too far into too many other the, the the rest of the issues. But other characters that make an appearance include the Winter Soldier uh, and Nick Fury. Uh, sort of, we we, we we see an image of Nick Fury, but then in the next issue, um, Natasha's trying to find out why the Winter Soldier, why why Bucky is is in the picture. And um, he was kind of following her. He was shadowing her. He, was ma- he wasn't so much. He was being protective and making sure she was okay. But it turns out that Nick Fury wants a word with her. And I don't know if that means then she's going to be transferred, transported to the moon because that's where he is. Um, so we'll see where the next issue goes. But there's uh, the red room has kind of graduated to become the dark room. The woman who was um, training, the little girls, she didn't stop and, and, uh, there was a, um, there was, there was a younger child who looked up to Natasha while she was getting her training done. And she wanted to go out and, and do exactly like her older sister, but Natasha wasn't having it. But when Natasha left, this woman, this little girl did end up becoming trained by this woman who ends up being, who we find out is her mother and, um, and has the codename recluse and she's not as good as the black widow, but she is still very good. They have a little bit of a fight. Um, that's basically going to be her, um, her main adversary for, for a while, I guess for, for this book, because, um, things don't go black widows and, and winter soldiers way while they're trying to take her out. But the, um, it, the, the book kind of, it, it, starts off and the, the, quality has been consistent. I mean, art wise, no doubt, but the, the, um, the story kind of it it starts off with the whole espionage and double crossing and triple crossing and you don't know who to hell to trust and all of that plays out beautifully in the first few issues. But then there's a slight the the, the there was the shift with the with the lion's brother coming on board because now at least with with Black Widow alone and dealing with Shield it it feels like a different book. You're not. It, it's not even though it's shield. It's not so superhero heavy. And now we have this this telepath who's a mutant. Um, it it kind of brings it a little bit back into the Marvel universe where it, it was just kind of skirting on on the edges of it, which is what I really enjoyed about it. But um, it's still that same way to still. Again, it's not a lighthearted story, but, but the way Wade is telling the story hasn't, um, diminished with, with the inclusion of more of the, the 616 with, the, now we, now we have a mutant telepath and we gotta worry about what Nick Fury wants. And of course he's the, the new watcher. So I don't, well, he's one of them actually, cause there's another book I read where it turns out he's not the only one. So the, the Black Widow is still something that, um, it's, I don't know why I let it pile up. It's only been nine issues, but after I read the first three and I enjoyed it, I don't know what caused me to pause it only to eat it up voraciously when, when, when I went back to it. So, uh, it's, it's, there, there there's some pages that I'm going to let you know, Vince, that, that that we should probably include in the, in the episode thread, but it is a, uh, it's got a bunch in there already. Awesome, um, great mind. So there's uh, no, it's it's been it it's uh, there aren't. It's not like there, there's a ton of Easter eggs where oh you know I, it, there's there's no there's no inside jokes or anything. It's just a pretty straightforward story. There's uh, there's it's real easy to follow. So it's not like you have to. It's 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 kind of its own thing. It it really is. It, it's just like which is. Pretty much like Wade and Sonny's Daredevil was. It's like, you know, they're not really tying it in to anything else going on in the Marvel Universe. They're, they're, they're telling a story. And I'm, I don't know when the last time I enjoyed a, well, not a Black Widow comic, but a Black Widow story so much, but it's, it's been, uh, no, cause we're finding things out from, uh, from her past, uh, past, uh, confrontations, if you want to call them that, with Winter Soldier. Um, other things she may have done uh, it it's weird because there are things she does, uh, especially when Iron Man shows up uh, that I don't know how she's really going to um, explain away or or she's not exactly gonna ask for forgiveness, but some of these things are kind of a little hard to um but I mean it is it is Iron Man so there there are some things that are I guess a little deserving but no it's it's been a it's been a really really good book.
3: Yeah, you know that's that's one of the probably better books that Marvel's doing right now. And like you, I'm behind on it. That's I haven't quite caught up yet, but uh, I have to get on that with the quickness. Oh. It'll be interesting to see if Somni parlays this into more writing, right? Because I mean, he's the he co-writer is. of it. Yes,
0: yeah. he is. He is. And I don't know if um I'd I'd love to know what the um what the ratio is if if yeah. they're actually full on writing it together, batting ideas back and forth, or if one of them has a plot and I guess is, is Wade kind of mentoring him. And right. Just, or, you know, so it's, it's, but it's still, I mean, as, as great as the story is, there are a lot of pages where because of the type of book it is, the type of work these characters are doing, there are a lot of silent pages. And, mm. and so obviously the, that's, Chris moving the story along and he, he does it beautifully. I, I I don't want to give Wade the short shrift, but for me the heavy lifting is all being done by Sami. Yeah, I get you. I'm stunned that you would say that. You would be. <laughs> you absolutely would be. He is and good. Me, and, and me reading this book has absolutely nothing to do with, with me trying to um, uh, quench any uh, Thirst or want or or uh, I, I, it wasn't an option at the time. But yeah, the the, the Chris Sonny Daredevil Artist Edition came out this week, and it was one that I sadly had to pass on, and and I don't, I don't. It's it's one of those things where man, that 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 thing would probably be a thing of beauty because it is also, I think, the first one that slipcased with a book containing the writer's scripts that the. um that the artwork used. So I, I'm curious to see the packaging on that, to see how, um, to see if IDW gives as much love to, to a small trade of, of the script as they do of the full blown original art. Plus it's one of the only ways you're going to get Chris on OA because he does not sell it.
2: There are that some pages true. out
0: there, uh, like when he did the exterminators and Andy parks inked him. So there are pages that he did not do that. He does not own outright, uh, may be able to buy, but as far as anything from the past few years, probably like the Queen and Country stuff and the uh, and obviously the the Daredevil stuff, you're not going to be able to buy that. That is true. Unfortunately,
3: yeah. He did just sell a bunch of sketches, though. First time he sold some more in a while. Yeah. And yeah. our man Hoffman got one. He got yeah, it's a sweet one. I, think, I love it. Yeah.
2: Perfect. It's awesome. Vince, throw us something non-Marvel. I definitely have something non-Marvel. Get out of here I do I do the um the god of comics has uh granted us worthy of yet another book from him uh, and it's coming out through dark horse it is written illustrated and lettered by richard corbin 36 pages cover to cover no ads not a single ad every page has Richard Corbin' story and art upon it. Um, it's called Shadows on the Grave, number one, and it's an anthology. But it's a little strange, even for Corbin, when you consider that the man is a pioneer who revolutionized comic book coloring back in the day, color art, and yet this book is black and white. Hmm. And it's printed on newsprint. It's huh. awesome. Yes, and there's a reason why he did this. Um, he speaks, of course, through his uh, one of his horror host characters, Mag the Hag. He says, uh, um, "What's going on here? This book is rendered in black and white and gray. This is not because we're cheap." we are, or poor, we are. The reason is that images in gray tones create and express a special unity and mood, which is most appropriate for short horror stories. Okay. I'll go with that. But,
1: mm-hmm.
2: now, Corbin is equally proficient in black and white as he is in color. So sure. there's there's no trade off here. But if, when one thinks um, amazing comic book color art one immediately thinks Richard Corbett I mean he's one of the patron saints of of color the guy's fantastic but this is cool Um, and also the stories are set in vintage Midwest Midwest American tableau because he's lying he said uh, Mag the Hag and uh, her buddy um, Gurgey Gets Gergie Tate. That's the other horror host. <laughs> How do you not love that? How do you not love that? They're from the, uh, Midwest America, but it's not true. Corbin is from Midwest America. Um, it's a very unsettling book. Like I said, anthology, four stories, three of which are done in ones. That's cool. Uh, there's one continuing story at the, the tail end. But it starts off with a story called Strung Along, and it's about um a puppeteer who who comes to this little Midwest town, and he, he wows the kids with the ad- adventures of his two puppets, Skeezy and Tweets. Skeezy's male, and Tweets is female. And the kids are just loving it, like, oh my God, how's he doing that? And one kid said, oh, come on, i seen Strings. He's pulling oh. on the strings and he makes, <coughs> the, he makes the puppet move and and the other kids like and he's like yeah and he's doing the voices the other kids like no no so they go to his trailer they sneak out after the show and go to this guy's trailer and they peek in
1: mm-hmm.
2: and the puppets are real
1: Oof.
2: like the puppets are uh. homunculus looking things oh. where they're they're. The rictus, their rictus, their, their, their faces. The no, no, no! Listen, their faces like their rictus. Their lips are pulled back when they got big ol' or like horse teeth, and mm-hmm. the the puppets they don't speak English, and they ree ree. They're making the sounds right, and the kids are looking in into the 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 van or the the the. the, the puppet wagon, right? And the guy's an alcoholic, drinking his ass off. And the puppets are like trying to communicate with him. And he's like, um, where the hell's uh, tweets? She wasn't good. She's going to get the belt. And he's beating the fuck out of this puppet, this little, this little female puppet. And the kids are watching it and they're freaking out because one, they're supposed to be puppets. Like what are these creatures? Yeah, and the guy's beating, beating the hell out of them. And then... They decide to leave, but the one kid doesn't want to leave. He's like, this is not right. I got to go help these, these, these puppets. And he goes back and the male puppet, um, comes up to him, uh, Skeezy, and he's all bloody and he's going, rii, rii, and he's pointing to something and the dude's asleep. It gets worse. It, it's, it's not, I don't want to call it a complete story because you have your intro, you have your conflict, you have your resolution. But it's like a story fragment because we never Mm -hmm. get to know or learn why these puppets are alive. How this guy got the puppets. Where do these puppets come from? They're just these eerie, bleeding puppets that, and this is what Corbin does best. Like he creates a mood with just Light and shadow. It's crazy. This is a very disturbing story. I won't give you, the, give away the ending of it. Um, and the next story, it's called Roots in Hell. You got a husband and a wife going on a vacation. The setup is real easy. They take a plane out. They get caught in a storm. They land, mm-hmm. they crash land on an island. A guy, they're hungry. Obviously, they crash land on an island. The the plane's in a shambles. It's a small little plane. And, um, the wife's looking around and, she notices this bush and she's like, I'm not digging this bush. There's something weird with this bush. Uh, but the husband's like, all right, I'll make some shelter. I'll go find some stuff. And he finds some kind of fruit and eats it. And she's like, no, nah, I don't want any of that. I'll just, I'll, I'll eat the sandwiches we packed. And the, the shit that the guy ate starts to grow in his stomach.
0: It's like grape show.
2: Yeah, and it comes out his mouth and his nostrils and his eyes and he turns into a tree. The dude grows into a tree and he can't speak. He's going, uh, and he's trying to like get his wife who runs away from him because the guy's disgusting looking. But I mean, and that's, and it, there's like a little, there's a tiny twist at the end, very, very slight, but it's not, it, this, there's nothing revolutionary going on in this story, but when you consume these these six pages or eight pages, whatever it is, there's just like a blanket of ick that Corbin does really well, and it's th- so disturbing. Like her, she sees her husband turn into a plant right in front of her. The next story is called "For Better or Worse," and it's about this guy named Jack Meckers, and he's a drunk, and he abuses his wife, beats the shit out of his wife, Zulia, all the time um and it's like kind of one of those small town deals where they become the uh the entertainment so mm-hmm. to, so to speak you know they like the sheriff knows about the problem doesn't really do a whole lot about it because like what can you do the guy's big and the guy's a drunk and and he beats his wife so she decides to kill him so she poisons him with okay. with rat poison and um she's happy at the end of this story (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. disgusting it's really gross like and but it's it's one of those corbin stories like he has two different styles um he has many styles but the two on display here he has a continuous tone like a full process grayscale style but this story is more like his his underground work like before warren when it's, it's just very chiaroscural. It's very stark shadows, very mm-hmm. light whites, and maybe a gray or two. It's not full process like the other stuff. But this is where he got, this is where he started out doing stuff like this. So it's, it's brilliant, but it's, it's not as, um, there's not as many grays in this as there is in the, in the first two stories in the book. Mm-hmm. And then the last story, um, ties into one of Richard Corbin's, well, I don't want to say one of his most famous character. The it's called Danaeus, um, Dreams and portents and the character mm-hmm. featured in this is the great grandnephew of Den. Okay. From Oh shit. From the heavy metal movie and heavy metal Yeah, yeah it's and the bod is like it's it's Den. It's 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 Den's grandnephew. Um mm. it's again, very simple. There's an oracle. And she drinks her uh, Thanatos drug and she communes uh, with the spirits and she floats and has this thing called a necroscope. And the necroscope grants her the, the, the sight, the power of sight. So she sees a murder happening, but she can't discern the identity of the murderer or the victim. She sees little snippets of like the the murderer and the victim are depicted as clouds of inky black stuff with teeth mm-hmm. you'll be able to see this image on the uh on our 11 oclock com dot site uh 11 b- oclock comics dot com dot site because this is really special like i can't describe to you what's going on here adequately you got to see it the they're, they're, they're like jason in outcast that stuff that uh-huh. that comes out of their mouths when the when the right Kinda looks like that a little bit, yeah. but with teeth. Okay. Yeah, and and whenever the necroscope passes over a certain part of it, the 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 um, darkness goes away, and she's actually able to see parts of who it is between underneath there. So whatever the case, uh, turns out it's the king's birthday, and Danaeus is attending the ceremony. Who shows up but the Oracle. And claims that Danaeus is going to murder the king. Ba ba ba. So it's it's continued next next uh I think this is bi-monthly. It's a six or eight issue limited series? I'm guessing six. I hope eight, but I'm guessing six. And um back cover is a full color Corbin Page, just so you don't forget what he can do extremely well. Right. And, and the, um, the font used is the old, uh, EC Comics, uh, dialogue font. So it's just an amazing, amazing anthology. You gotta get this. Uh, Corbin's style, it's, it's baffled me for decades. How the man can draw so incredibly childlike, and then on the one hand, and on the other hand, produce these just amazingly complex pieces of art. Because when you look at Corbin's shorthand for the human being, uh, it's, it's not reality based at all. Like it's very, it's very cartoony. But then he can draw everything and draw everything well, but it's not restrained by reality. He is, there's no one safe to say that draws like Richard Corbin. You look at his artwork and you immediately, ah, oh, it's Richard Corbin. Why? Because it's so unique, it's so idiosyncratic. It's there's, he is the artwork, and it's amazing. And I've loved this man's work forever. And I really think that you should try this anthology, Shadows on the Grave, if you are um, a longtime Corbin fan and remember the stuff he did for Marvel Max. The uh, Poe and the Lovecraft stuff, this mm. is in the ballpark with that because that was black and white as well. It's great. It sounds very good. No, it's my freaking book of the of the month. But so, is that a surprise?
3: You, I mean, I think a lot of our listeners maybe aren't that familiar with Corbin or at least nowhere near as much as you are. Mm-hmm. What would you say are the best Corbin works of all time? Oh, Jesus. I, I can't. I can't. Oh, your favorite, your personal favorites. I'm not just uh, never. The like if someone was okay. I mean, You talk about Corbin a lot, so someone's like, yeah. And Vince is always putting down that Corbin. Like, what, what, what would you say? Like,
0: house is on fire. You can only grab one piece.
2: Yeah,
3: like, like what? What the, do they read? So, okay, so they, the, they're hooked.
2: The time trilogy from Erie. Okay. The uh, you have Corbin. Naked ladies, big buxom naked ladies, and dinosaurs, mm-hmm. and time travel. It's the stories that kind of paved the way for Rip and Time. I think it was Eerie. They they reprinted them in the Dark Horse archives. Uh, mm-hmm. It's Eerie in the 70s, maybe, 78, 79, and 80. It's like three issues. Or, they weren't concurrent, now that I remember it. But it's the Time mm-hmm. Raft, the Time Raft trilogy from Eerie. That is quintessential Cortman. There, there, as the one story opens the the uh, the heroine is laying on a raft in the middle of a swimming pool and her arm is dangling down and she's topless and it that is everything that Corbin does really well like with the reflections in the water, the the female form and I should do a column on Corbin because he had a a, a model, a model that he what he used and that's the Corbin woman. This model that he, mm-hmm. she, she exists. And when you see her, it's like, holy shit. That's Corbin's women come to life. But, um, no, and it's just that the, the reflections in the water and the, and the naked lady and the full process black and white. It's amazing, amazing, amazing. So yeah, time raft trilogy. All right, cool. So I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to put those, those, Covers of that up on the face on the 11o'clockcomics.com uh, site, so they know what
3: I'm yes. talking about. Yeah, you want to talk Hulk?
0: Yeah, let's talk Hulk. Um, <laughs> it's, you know, you, you start now. Wait a minute Be- before you get <laughs> going, minute. what yeah. is exactly is this? This is the, the new She-Hulk. Hulk number, yes, it's, it's She Hulk. It should be like, you know, open parent, she dash, closed parent, Hulk, but it's, uh-huh. it's the Jennifer Walters book, but it is titled right. Hulk. It's Hulk number one by, um, Mariko Tamaka, Tamaki, sorry. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, artist is Nico Leon right. and, uh, your color is by, uh, Mr. Matt Mila. It's, um, when did this come out? It came out last week. Oh, yep. okay. Um, well, it's a good me- looking book.
3: Yeah, let me let me preface by saying uh, Mariko Tamaki. I believe I'm very I'm pretty sure this is her first superhero comic ever. Um, also, I will go on record as saying I think she's an unbelievably talented uh, writer. Uh, she is the her along with her cousin uh, Jill have done several OGNs together, most notably One Cruel Summer, which I spoke of lovingly last year when it came out. Um, and actually I, I gifted that to Mr. Water over Christmas um, loved one, well, I loved it I thought it was phenomenal um, so was intrigued by the idea of her jumping into the um, you know, superhero Frey, uh, and as you said David, I think it looks very very. It's, it's, it, the art is very nice, I think uh, I don't know Mr. Leone's work prior to this, at least I don't think I do, um, but very very clean, uh, very clean lines um, no qualms with the art, but I'm going to give my girl a pass because it is her first ever superhero book. Um, but this book struck me as something that was woefully in need of a seasoned editor to help guide her along her way. Um, I, you know, listen, I, I guess from, I've taken for granted for most of my comics reading life that while I may be apt to complain about the events that I read, I am generally never out of touch with what's going on because I still end up reading the events and we may lament them, but I always read them and I made a commitment to myself that I would stop doing that and followed through with the last few, including civil war two. So the only exposure I have had to civil war two is in two places in the tie ins in the books I'm reading anyway, or uh, in the occasional Twitter or post on the web that I happened to stumble across a little tidbit, not that I'm looking for it. Um, so I have a general idea of what Civil War II is about, but I must admit that I don't know all of the things that happened. Um, and, you know, it's my view that if you're going to start a new book and start a new number one, I don't care what angle you're coming from. You have to assume at least that some component of the readers have never read this character before, have no idea of their past history. And this book read like it was the seventh issue in a series. Um, you know, we're introduced to Jen, who's in her, her human form or her non Hulk form um, nervous because she's apparently been traumatized to the point where she hasn't left the house in a while She's getting ready to leave the house to start her job at her new law firm. Uh and again for our listeners who don't know the She-Hulk character, Jennifer Walters is Bruce Banner's cousin who was turned into a female Hulk after a blood transfusion of, of her cousin's blood. Um but unlike him, she has total control over her ability to change and she hasn't she has complete mental her own her mental faculties. And she's a lawyer, and I'd say a good chunk of her, her history as a storyteller of her stories has been as much about her being a lawyer as it has you know her being a, a superheroine. Um, but anyway, so this is Jennifer nervous, trying to leave the house, convincing herself she can leave the house, very nervous, very almost manically so. Clearly she's been traumatized, shows up at the law firm. They're all very clearly nervous to see her. They're a little surprised and off put that she's in her human form. Um, and she begins seeing clients. But I just found the book to be so inaccessible from the standpoint of, yes, I've known Jennifer Walter's character for, what, 30 years? So I could make some assumptions. But if I had never read a She-Hulk comic before, um, and I wasn't current on Marvel, I would have imagined this book would have been completely inexplicable. Um, I don't know what the trauma was. Uh, I, I, by reference to the book, it has something to do with Bruce. But I, even honestly, I don't know. I don't know what her trauma was. I, I I'm pretty sure Bruce dies in Civil War Two. I think. And again, policies for spoilers. But I'm, I'm, I'm. I i am i am do not even know if that's actually accurate. I think that's what happens though. Um, so if that doesn't happen, someone can correct us. But uh, the book doesn't explain that, but it does imply that Jennifer had some kind of trauma related to Civil War, related to Bruce. And um, I don't know what that trauma was. They don't explain it. They don't give you background in her. They don't. it's just. I just thought the book was a mess from a structural standpoint.
2: It does not look like a Hulk book.
3: No, no, it doesn't. And 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 again, she's not. She doesn't turn into the Hulk at all. She does temporarily get angry for a moment and kind of Hulk's out in the elevator and punches the elevator bank. Um, You know, and again, as I don't mind the setup. Like I don't mind seeing her as a lawyer, and plenty of She Hulk books have done that in the past. And I I don't mind that they set up a case where this very very strange looking mutant or or some kind of some it's a it's a little woman that's she's a a recluse she doesn't ever leave her 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 apartment and she's been evicted or they're trying to evict her and she comes to Jennifer for help and Jennifer steps in but there's something up with the girl she's she's been through her own trauma um she doesn't ever she keeps saying she can't move out she can't move out and then you know we we it's implied at the end that there's some other type of thing force uh, creature I don't know what that's that's also living in the place with her and um. Yeah, I just I don't know. I mean, the book Elect Action it wasn't really funny. It, it was really heavy-handed in the idea of people dealing with trauma and the 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 difficulties some people have. You know, even even having the 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 bravery uh, or mental capacity to to go outside of their homes and 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 be reintegrated in society. And it was like half downer drag and half inexplicable. And I just think it was a complete whiff, honestly. I think it really was. I mean, visually, it's there's nothing wrong with it visually, other than the fact we don't get to see her as she hoped. But that, I mean, that's fine. I could I could deal with that. But but uh, I just yeah, I just uh, you know maybe maybe again it's Tamaki's first ever superhero book, so I'm not going to throw her under the bus in that regard. But um, she's going to have to take herself out of what I think is a pretty big hole for the first issue.
0: Uh, I pretty much agree with that. I um I have not yet read the uh, the previous work she's done. Um, I was, and I would imagine,
3: by the way, most people have not, right? I mean, I would that are reading this book. Is what I'm
0: saying. It's entirely possible. I know that yeah. there there are times where Marvel will kind of tap in to that um, indie or new creator. Um, Critically acclaimed author that, uh, sure. and, and so this is, I'm, I'm liking that to, to one of those scenarios. Um, the reason why I wanted to give this a shot is because Tamaki is writing the upcoming Supergirl miniseries that Joelle Jones is drawing and mm-hmm. Joelle's drawing Supergirl. I'm there. Let me at least get an idea. And I did not associate. I, I, I. I failed to make the connection until you said that, you know, she, she wrote the graphic novel. And, um, right. so I'm like, all right, so I'll give it a shot. My biggest problem is I'm, I'm cool with, you know, the slow burn. I'm, 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 you know, listen, we're, we're telling a story and, and it's, it's weird. It, it, it's bittersweet for me because I want to give it a chance to say, okay, they're going somewhere with it, but I have a huge problem with the first issue of a new series where the character that the book is titled after does not make an appearance mm-hmm. and and it's the first issue someone's going to try a first issue maybe you know because first of all it's also called hulk so i didn't i didn't know when i was going through the list that week to see what came out and i saw hulk i'm like well we already have the totally awesome Hulk. We know who that Hulk is. And we know that Banner is supposedly dead, thanks to Hawkeye. So I don't know who actually the Hulk is. And I see the cover and I'm like, oh, okay. So it's, I guess it's a She-Hulk book. Um, and again, though, it's not a She-Hulk book. It's a Jen Walters book, which is fine. You know, they, 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 they could have named it anything else. Uh, but it's, it feels like this is a story that could have been told in a, um, in a Civil War Two post anthology, yeah, exactly. Where we would have had like you know eight pages of this, yeah, like Civil up War II, to... like
3: war journal or like uh, right. like they, they used to do that, like the the the, the, the embedded press. and, and uh, yeah. yeah, like the press related thing, yeah, yeah.
0: So I, we we could have had an anthology of this type of story leading up to and coming next month, Hulk number one with you know and and so we we established who this new Jen Walters is, whatever the, you know. We that's fine. I didn't read the trauma. I didn't and like you. I haven't read anything about Civil War two except for some of the books that tied into it. Um, namely- In, you
2: know, I'm listening to you guys talk here and the prevailing idea is events are very disastrous to new books. Right, because you you well, didn't you didn't read it. He didn't read Civil War II. Nobody has an idea what's going on, and then they put out this number one that's predicated on the events of Civil War II, and nobody knows what the deal is. Like it just seems like bad d- judgment to me.
0: It it actually, which is right, which is where the whole. Jason talking about an editor comes into play because if 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 it was it doesn't say on the cover it doesn't say you know Fallout it doesn't say you know you've read Civil War two now re- there's there's nothing in indicating the cover until yeah. you get to the recap page right. it 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 says that you know during Civil War she suffered and 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 fell into a coma and and that's and so we're picking up after that so you didn't have to is read is that whole, what happened. It's, it, the recent events have shaken her to the core. During the Civil War, she, uh, She Hulk suffered critical wounds during a clash with Thanos and fell into a coma. When she awoke, oh, okay, her cousin Bruce was, uh, executed by Hawkeye. Jen is awake, healing, but what will the world hold for her now? So mm-hmm. it's, um, it says the She Hulk is no more. Now Jen is only Hulk. So, uh, again, n- no idea. So, so we get. If, if that's fine. If that was Jen's whole interaction with Civil War two, then I just got it in a paragraph. I don't need to read it. But right. I'm still dealing with whatever she's dealing with now. And it's not you know, I don't when I think of She-Hulk, I I think partly of the Stern Bushima Palmer Avengers, but I mainly sure. think of Burns Fantastic Four. And and that's and at no point in, in that run we you could never have known That she was a lawyer, except for the whole penthouse, Playboy issue. But Mm -hmm. aside from that, you'd never know that She-Hulk was ever a lawyer according to John Byrne. He had nothing, you know, he didn't care about that part of her life. He wasn't going to tell her stories about being in court. So we didn't really dig into She-Hulk, Jen Walters, as a lawyer until, uh, uh, the Peter David, the Dan Slot, the the years later stuff. So. Thank you. Um, gotta say Gerber. I gotta add that. I'm yeah, sorry. I, I, I left it for you. The, the, uh, the idea is, is neat, you know, cause it, I'm all for alter egos and learning more about a character. So there's, the, the, there's a, a connection there. If something major happens to her, we're gonna see her dealing with clients. And, and so you'll have to deal with the ramifications when, when things don't go. The way a client would want because she loses the case. I'm, I'm. That's fine, but again, I'm reading a Hulk book. I don't see Hulk, and and it's. I don't know if I'm ready with everything else. I have to read right now to wait to see when Jen becomes She Hulk again. So mm-hmm. I maybe maybe I'll go back. Maybe I'll you know like Black Widow, and and you know in, in eight or nine months I'll. See what's been going on. If if there, I've I've you know, I've seen people online say that this was the great issue, this was this was unique, this was, you know, a different no, take. it, you know, yeah, it and, is that. It is that, and, yeah. But it's it's just one of those things where there's I mean, the the dialogue is cute. The the, the inner monologue when when Jen's thought you know, especially the captions, you know, yes, this is Jennifer Walters condo in New York, yes it could use a cleanup, back off, you know, there there are things that are cute, but that's not enough but this for is, me to say yeah. that it's, this is you, you need to read this, people. I, 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 obviously, I'm not,
2: not targeted at us in any shape or form. I mean, I'm. Well, I'm I don't
0: know. It's I'm, just, I mean, I'm it's probably the, book.
2: I mean, yeah. Okay. assume you have. Yeah, assume
3: that you you know a lot about civil war and you know a lot about
2: her history. I mean, okay. right. Next to Spider Man, Hulk is my 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 Marvel character. No, the, no, there is no way in hell I would read this book. It just, right. just there's nothing here that would attract me or compel me to read it. Nothing. I mean, the art's great, but it, it doesn't, it, it, the art looks like it should be on a, on a, you know what, the a young animal book. Like this doesn't it look was, like the Yes, Hulk.
0: but it also reminds, especially when, uh, when her, her spider-esque client shows up, it reminded me of Alphona on Runaways. Yeah. And it's, yeah, the art's
2: very nice. I'm not saying it's, the art's bad. It's not. It's just that uh, this is a very, very hard sell for me. I wouldn't. And Leon
0: goes, he, he goes crazy. Nico has a blast when, when she's walking the streets in her apartment. There There's some when when she's meeting her her coworkers, and, you know, there's I, I'm looking at this page and I'm like, wow, where are the backgrounds? But then, you know, you turn a couple of pages and there are, there's no there aren't really a lot of shortcuts here. I, I was, I'm very, you know, we're, I'm going to go back to the art, but it's, it's, I'm again, I don't know what else Nico has done, but I am quite I'm the art helped me get through the issue. I don't. I, I'm not saying I ta- I would have tapped out after eight sure. pages, but it's it, it definitely helps. But I again, my thing. I I want to see She Hulk. Right. No, I get that.
2: That's cool. That's-
3: <laughs> By the way, it's it's. It, I mean, honestly, it's it's not the only book uh, for Marvel this week that, uh, or that that I'm talking that I read this week that I, I felt the same thing. I thought, you know. I get that this book maybe isn't for me, but then I'm not really sure who it's for because, like, I don't know. I think they're going to – I know I'm going to sound like the middle-aged old white dude here. Uh, Which you are. are, That's okay. I know, but people are going to groan. I I think Marvel is – I don't know if I should say this, but I'm I'm just going to say it. I I think Marvel's going a little too crazy with the – with the with the PC uh comics for everybody thing. I really do. Yep. And but, I, and I'm I'm talking about commercially, and I, and here's why I say that. I was reasonably skeptical of D C rebirth, just because again, D C has rebooted a lot of other sure. parts. Now commercially it seems to have been a real success for them. And seemingly what I have to conclude is that they D C said, You know what? We have a core base of fans. Yeah, they're getting older. I mean, yeah, they're gonna die eventually. <laughs> yeah, like we'd love to have Five million twenty-year-olds reading our books, but we don't. So let's just tell good stories that appeal to the base of people that we know want to buy these books. Yeah. And if other people come along, great. Now, I, I again as a, as a business guy who thinks long term, I, I could make a lot of credible arguments why I think that is not necessarily the best strategic decision for DC over the long term. But that said, in a what have you done for me lately? It seems to be working now. I have no issue at all with diversity in comics. In fact, I love that we have more diversity in comics. And as I've said, I've praised many. I, I think Miss Marvel is phenomenal. I think, uh, I think, uh, I think, um, Moon well, Girl Moon and Devil Dinosaur and... is phenomenal. I think there's plenty of interesting diversity in comics. But a lot of the stuff I read this week just felt so politically correct and so heavy handed and so almost like, Cliched in that you know you have the obligatory like even with this book like you know I don't know I, I don't want to get too far into it
2: because well it, I'll you know, be your shield and it's going to be misconstrued it's going to be misconstrued it, misconstru- it, 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 it will but there is a but. there's a pattern we we have a, a female Iron Man okay she's not called Iron Man obviously she's called um, Iron Heart. Iron Heart. Then, then then you got a female Captain America, female Hawkeye. It's like there's a pattern. It's cookie cutter. It's so easy to do. All right, let's make her a woman. Wow, we're so diverse. No, you're not. It, that's not diversity. That's just flipping the script. It's it's lazy and it's weak. And that's what's passing for diversity. And it's well, boring. And it's boring. And I
3: just want to compare it to like, I don't know, like, and again, it's a weird thing for me because, I mean, if anything, I've always had a very big bias towards Marvel versus DC. And I mean, let's just jump into it. So, David, I don't know if you were able to read uh, Hawkeye one or two yet. Um, no. Did, okay. So, you know, Hawkeye got relaunched, and this is a Kate Bishop book. And again, you know, I don't, I don't mind that there's a Hawkeye. I mean, she, I loved the Young Avengers. I love that series. So, I don't. But mind. Plus, it.
0: he was also dead at the time, so it's not like he was passing it off. Or, or yeah,
3: yeah, and 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 you know, she, she and 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 Clint had a had a very good chemistry and. and worked well together in the prior Hawkeye book. So no issue at all with um, with the concept. But I, I just thought the book was
2: boring as fuck. <laughs> it's okay. No, I mean, honestly, it it's,
3: it's, it's Kate, mostly in plain clothes, you know, as a private investigator intervening in a stalking case on a college campus yes. where she's, like, beating up, like, a regular kid at college, like, yeah. Speeding up a couple of frat boys, like and, and and you know, look cool. Like I'm not like look, plenty of awesome comic issues in my life have been smaller stories where they're not huge villains and stuff. I get that. But I just read it and I thought, man, you know, to your point, Vincent, this book isn't for me. Mm-hmm. This book is being written for a different person. And that's cool. And if Marvel is getting those people that aren't me to read this book and love it, awesome. But it's not for me. And I'm not asking for a lot here like I I, but I don't know I guess I just don't know why someone would want to glom onto a B-list caped character even if the book was sort of like a female lead and female forward and like had some relationship romance stuff to it like I think there are better examples of that kind of comic out there if that's your thing right. Like I talked about Giant Days a month or two ago, I, I love that book, and that book is a relationship book about college, girls in college. Like, it's a wonderful book, right? But like, if if I want to read that, I'll read Giant Days. Like, I, if I'm going to read a Hawkeye book, like, again, I want to have the character be well-rounded, but I I don't want to see her in plain clothes for two issues where she's trying to combat date rape. Like, yeah. I like it's Just it's it's maybe Marvel needs another maybe, imprint. Nothing wrong with it. Like, and by the way, like. Unlike the Hulk, I, I think the Hawkeye book is was well written. Like it was struck, it was fine. I think it was exactly what they intended it to be. They introduced her, and thought the visuals were well done. They had some cool like graphic arty things about like zeroing in her targets and playing up the archery stuff. Like I think it was a well put together book. And I, I think unlike this Hulk, I mean they they reintroduce you to Kate and they set the status quo and they do all the things you should do in a, in a setup issue and then the subsequent issue. But but it still left me being like, okay, but like. I, I don't want a book that's like half girl power relationship and half hero. And I, I, the reason I mentioned the DC thing is like, I think Batgirl, the Batgirl book right now, is a similar thing. It's, it's really a story of Barbara on a road trip and falling in love with it. You're like, you know, I mean, she dates it. Like, but that book is super engaging because. It's fun and it's action-packed and she's in costume and she's kicking ass at points and then she's, like, it's a nice mix. They balance, they find that balance, you know? And so it's not insurmountable because I think that book is probably made to appeal to the same audience. I just think Marvel's like, I don't know, man. I think, yeah, I just think they've gone a little too far with it and, and they're, I don't know. I, I, again, I it, I have more I want to say. I just I don't think I can say it without coming off as because of My demographic, I'm going to sound ridiculous, so I'm not going to say it. But, but I just I I think Marvel has to really look at themselves hard and ask themselves if they're commercially doing themselves a service. And look, maybe someone that knows the digital numbers is going to chime in and say, you guys have no idea these kind of books that you guys aren't for you and aren't selling on the stands are doing gangbusters digitally because they are appealing to an entire different demographic. And if that's true, man, awesome! Like, if these are all books that are like Miss Marvel and they're selling ridiculous copies to other people digitally, like, super, like, cool. Like, I want Marvel to thrive, so great. I suspect that's not the case, though.
2: You know, so. I suspect as well. Yeah. David, do you have an opinion on that? You just...
0: No, I'm pretty much... The, because there are... Um, there... It's not... They're not uh, just trying to give us comic books with strong female leads because you Jason talked about US Avengers and there were, you know, there's there's Ghost, there's Enigma and and there's uh, the, the the new Iron Patriot. It's like they're not but they weren't the, the the book wasn't about them or it wasn't uh they're part of a team. So even if they're even if Marble's trying to give us new strong female characters, which they should, I'm all for that. Um, it's not they're not I don't think they're trying to hit us over the head with it and and go overboard with, you know, hey here's here's a new here's another comic book, new book with, with a female character. There there are some books like US Avengers where they're it's it's You know it's what to sound wrong if I say you're doing it they're they're doing it right by right. doing it that button. Right. Right. It's
2: it's twenty seventeen. Let's do away with one thing this year, if we can. Let us never again say strong female character. I'm not blaming you, because no, that's the not. thing. No, Let, just right. just like
0: a, we should say, you know, it, that's it's, not, it's black lead character. Right, it's right. Let's, right. It, right. Just, now how I'm about
2: playing. strong lead, strong character? Let's just make strong characters. Who gives right. a shit what, what gender they are? Right. But, but in, in terms of this, this Marvel thing, um, you could tell when it feels forced. Batgirl does not feel forced to me. Batgirl, right, it feels exactly. natural. It, it, it feels organic. It, but with I, not, I obviously I did not read this this She Hulk this Hulk thing, right, but I right. did read the Hawkeye thing, and there again. uh Yahweh himself could not get me to read that book. <laughs> it's just, it's just not a thing. It, it, it wasn't exciting. I didn't think it, it, I wasn't engaged with the character or the plight of the characters or anything about it. The art was pretty, but that doesn't make a great book. Yeah, you know, exactly. it just makes a lot of pretty pages. So I don't know. I don't I, it, know. It's, it, it's a problem because we're going to be dying. We, collectively, the, the, uh-huh. old, the old-time fans, we will slowly begin dying off and they will have a new <laughs> crop of readers and they have to cater to those people. But they can't lose us as well because we're as probably a bigger chunk of revenue than the new read. I don't yeah, know. I, I don't know how it works. You do. I don't. But it's a problem. Let's talk about Got something it. good. Cool. Right, David. Cool. I, yes. Now, I don't want to talk about this book unless you both have read it. Did you read AD number two? I haven't read
3: AD number one. Oh my
2: god! No,
3: please talk about. It. Honestly, no, I, we can't. We, we can't. I mean, it's way on my bottom of my regime. Like I, I don't honestly. I don't. I don't wear my physical copies. Books. Are there? There's only three, three I, books total. Yeah. I mean, so we're just going to wait till you. Than me. I mean, I, I just feel back because I'm not. I don't like. It's not. I keep not thinking about reading it. Like it's not top of my
0: list. Just, uh, I. It's. It's. I know. I, I know. Vince said that. Um, no, as far as behind the scenes stuff goes, that. AD is messing with him and I don't want you to get into that now because I don't want it to, to paint. That. Okay. I, I don't want it to color whatever Jason's view might be when he reads it. I, what's messing with me is, was my reply and, and the message was that the editing, you, you wanted to talk about the palm trees in the first issue, Vince. I have an issue with Jonah's story when he's talking about the warehouse with the modular homes because when He's explaining the four different models. They don't line up. His 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 story doesn't line up with the with the houses that are shown in.
2: Oh, you're talking about because he was like. But um, he talks
0: about the ranch and the yeah, Cape Cod and the, the flood. That, That's he he. Uh, I got he, my he issue out here. Let me see. So uh um, you
2: mean that you you think they should have been laid out in the manner by which he. Cited yes. them in the tight in the text. Yeah. yeah. Because mm-hmm. the, the first one is obviously not the ranch. It's it's the contemporary. And then it's, you, you the get the like the houses
0: have uh let's see. Um the ranch is the one on the far right. That's the ranch. There's there's a um there's the first house is a geometric contemporary all glass corrugated steel and wood laminate. Boom. The second home is a classic gray and white colonial. Boom. The third is a standard ranch, and Wrong. the fourth is an example of a custom Cape Cod with an add-on. The custom Cape Cod is the is the third house, right? The ranch, yes, yes you're yeah. right, is is the fourth one. So yeah, it's little things like that where it's like, uh, I mean, because everything else is like it, there's between Snyder, well, definitely Lemire, I think, but I'm sure Snyder's telling the story he wants to tell. But they seem to be meticulous. Jeff is putting down exactly what he needs to put down to progress this story, mm-hmm. and. And for, for something like that to just smack me in the face because I'm I'm all in with everything. Because the first half the book are text pieces of just – and then and, and Jeff has little spot illustrations to go along on the page to give you ideas as to what the storyteller is talking about. Yeah. But everything and the colors are beautiful and everything is just put down so well where you get to something that's just so – so easy to fix if you would just, I mean, maybe, maybe the editor, I don't know who the editor is, I'm not at the credits page, but you know, maybe there were other books that, that just got, uh, copy edited by Brendan White. Um yeah, maybe it got that, away from him. I mean, it's just, an image book, so I don't know how much editing is done. I don't know if that was just Snyder going, listen, I, I gotta finish up I'm this book. I'm Snyder, also. I don't
2: need a friggin' editor.
0: That could mm-hmm. be it. Yeah. But it's, it's, you know, it, it it's very easy to miss. Or it's one of those things where it's like, I don't know the type of houses, so I'm just going to wing it and, and hope nobody else knows construction and, and just. Right. So it's, but, but. yeah, that's, I, I get you. I get you, but. It didn't stop me from enjoying the whole no, book. That's no, And no. Then if that's, if that's the only thing I can nitpick about on like 62, 72, however many pages this book is, then that's, that's. They're still doing something right. It's it's weird
2: because it's It's so it, weird. It, it's it's yeah, it, Jason. It's about at one point in in humanity's um, progression, they have effectively um, canceled out death, right? Yeah, I remember well,
3: Jeff explained, but what it's, it's really not. Predators.
2: It's not eradicating death. Mm-hmm. It's more like perfecting reincarnation, because okay. because the thing is. They're these people that have taken this this drug, they don't die, but they only have enough memory in their brains for one single lifetime okay. so So, as they progress to another lifetime, the memories uh of this new lifetime push out the ones from the old oh. so so they could they could have been in love with someone two hundred years ago. Right. And, and never remember them in their, in right. their new, and it's, it's just, it's very disturbing to me. Mm-hmm. And the, and the, the, the title character writes things down, or not the title character, the main character writes things down. So he like does, demented, so, though. yeah, so he does yeah. not forget. And. He's also a klepto. He's a, he's not a klepto, he's a friggin' master thief. Yeah, he, if there's something, he'll steal it.
0: The way, the way he explains it, um. Yeah. The first issue, Jason, he tells you about you know his 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 young young life with his parents and, and right. what happens with them. The second issue, he's um he's older. He's he's been to college and he's he's an adult now. Um. But yes, he is. He's he's dealing with the um. He's going out. He's going into chat rooms and forums and and dealing where um dealing with other people and he's giving you the the, the lingo and and how to um on on how how. <laughs> Major um, thefts are are per- done. Perpetrated, and, and, yeah. Perpetrated, right. And he, um, and and the story behind that, I found that was that was a page turner. Oh was yeah, into mm-hmm. that. But and then another also thing. So I got to the when I got to the sequential art, I was like, oh, I want to hear more about that. Other, <laughs> I, but <it> was <laughs> the um, but the, the another
2: uh, trick of the book is that the people that have survived, they built up above. Humanity yes. like the the, the yes. rest of the the, the, the majority right. of the world is in a shambles, and they okay. – they're, they're, for all intents and purposes, they consider everybody but themselves to have moved, they died and mm-hmm. they're, they're, that's the 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 main character is looking for a sign that someone has survived down below why I have no idea why he would obsess over somebody surviving down below mm-hmm. but he does. And there's a cow involved. I don't understand. At least what one. The,
0: yeah, uh, two. But it's it's. um Yeah, it's it's. Uh. They haven't
2: re- uh, the Snyder d- has not revealed the intricacies of the minutia of why a cow is okay. integral to the character's plans. I, but Jake, I, I mean, Jacob same, has an yeah. idea with the cow. Like what's and there's something going on with the cow. The cow's not perfect. There's imperfections on the cow. He stole the cow. I think it's the same cow, though. It is the same cow.
0: but At the end of the book,
2: yeah. But why is the? Why does the cow have blemishes and, and skin? Uh, right.
0: And why well, does he well, need just, the cow? It's just driving said, me that, nuts. That I got to know. said in the first issue, it's like, don't don't bother. That, that one's not going to, you know, you keep trying to rescue that. When you keep trying to save it, it keeps getting caught in the fence.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing. It's, I th- I've read issues. One I really. Of, I've read them just, like three times each. I just I. I and it's I, it's not still clear what's going on here.
0: I have faith in Jeff. I, I, I yeah, to stick the landing. I don't. You know. I read I read Snyder's image right. book, and I and that that started with the whole was it like the Prohibition era serial killer thing, and that was I started off okay, but I, I I don't think it. I think it fell off the rails. But what I was
3: that called Severed?
0: Was it? I'll oh, look. It, it was... was um, I
3: remember it. Yeah. Because the art was where nice. the, the kid was, yeah, it was severed, right? Wasn't I think
0: it was. Yeah. I think so. I just... I... I really... I will be so... butthurt if they do not... Stick the landing with this. I don't, I, you know, if if there are questions, if it's open, I just, I just want some explanations, and and maybe, you know, so maybe that's on me if I'm not, if I'm missing something, if I'm like, if I'm right. too dumb to get it, but I just, I, there's, I don't think they're gonna whiff on this.
2: I really don't. I think this has been planned out. You you, you can't produce a book of this format for a price point was it five ninety nine for mm-hmm. three issues and not. Cover your bases, like I. It's Snyder
0: because it's odd for image. It, it's for this format. For this, this it, it, is so, yeah. It's a yeah. new
2: format, but no, I think I think they have everything all lined up. It's just that okay. they're saving it for the the final reel, and it's That's it's killing me because I want to know what's going on. Like, mm-hmm. this, and the kid that shows up in the bed, like what the? Or it looks like a kid, but oh my god, Jason, just please read it. Okay. But oh. I would wait till the end. Of I mean, the- you know, I love the creators. I'm not, right. like It's not
3: like I'm avoiding it. I, I just no. haven't gotten around to it. It's, it's not it. a fast Honestly, read. I, I bought the issues. I don't have. It. I don't. So, there wasn't going to read it digitally. And I try not to read the stuff digitally that I actually paid for the issues. Right. And I haven't because I have such a big Rajan pile. I like my last like four. I get weekly shipments, but my last like four or five DCBS shipments are still are still in the. Still in the wrappers. Wow.
0: So, well, no, tis the season. I mean, it was we were busy during the holidays, so yeah. True. No, I just because I already have so columns like, back up.
3: I'm trying to just catch up before I open the next ones. You know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm on that dick train as well. I missed this so far. I missed this week, but anyhow, yeah. Ad, um, I, I know Jason's going to say no, but Dap, did you get caught up on Superman?
0: Uh, I read up to fourteen.
2: Oh, I didn't read fourteen. That's the multiplicity. No, no, no. 14's the multiplicity. I will not read it until I don't I will only read the arcs until I have all the pieces in my hand. I'm I'm hoping multiplicity is only two parts.
0: Because something that because as much as I love Ivan Weiss, I don't need I it's 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 killing me. the flood. Well you
2: yes. Well, something big's going down with it's, Superman it's, it's, because if you s- j- see the solicitations for this in this previews, th- the the story's connected. Uh, there's a crossover between action oh, and and Superman, and it's called Superman Reborn. Oof. No, this could answer all the damn questions. This this could be what, it. What what do you mean? What questions? There's still.
3: I, I don't things. know. I'm, 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 no, I'm honestly asking. I'm not. I'm not. Quite Post, rebirth,
0: you know, the rebirth stuff. Oh no, no, just in general with the whole, with, with DC. Yeah, like you know, the, the Superman is this. This Superman is the is really the only thing from the pre-Flashpoint New Fifty Two universe. Okay. So you know, if, if there's and Lois. Well, yeah, I mean that's what I mean. The, yeah, Lois Clark, but as far as you know, a, a title character and and uh, a hero, but it's you know Batman isn't Green Lantern isn't no one else really is so it's it's um yeah if i'm all for i mean we read rebirth and hopefully we're like okay well there there there's there's the watchman there's um Wally's back now and 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 Bruce has the letter from his father from the flashpoint series so you know they're they're not they're not making it you know, when we read rebirth it was all like well DC's not ignoring the past finally so so we'll see if and and since rebirth We've gotten you know a bunch of Green Arrow issues. We've gotten uh, some Deathstroke. We've gotten some Teen Titans and 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 Flash. And we've we've kind of built off of Rebirth, but we still haven't. You know, we still have the Legion of Superhero stuff, and we still have the Watchmen stuff. So there's other things that we still need to. We've been happy with at least I've been happy with what I've been reading and what what we've been getting since the Rebirth one shot. But yes, that that doesn't mean that I'm ignoring or forgetting any questions that I had when we read Rebirth. Did mm-hmm. you,
2: did you see one of the 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 fourth part um, in Action Comics nine seventy six? The cover. Hold on. It's Superman Red and Superman Blue. I did see that in the preview. <laughs> oh
0: no! I oh, okay, no, I
3: didn't. I yeah.
2: Have have comics gotten <laughs> that <laughs> bad that Superman Red and Superman Blue gives us a, a chubby? Like, Dude, we
3: just had clone conspiracy brought back.
2: <laughs> I know. But we, I mean when when Red and Blue was was contemporary, we hated it. At least that's what we said. I didn't read it, so. I did. I didn't hate it. Oh, no.
0: I, I'm pretty sure. I, was it
2: like a split personality? How was that? Was a, he was honestly, energy. I don't know what it was. He was energy. He, uh,
3: the they, one was just an, like an energy thing?
2: No.
0: Well, it's so – I'm saying
3: like how did it become two beings?
2: I don't know exactly, David. How did they oh, spell you? I no, I don't remember. Something with the Giants. I don't mm-hmm. know. Well, um, I know
0: what he 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 lost he um during final night. Mm-hmm. He lost his powers, right? Yeah. Or was it, or that was it when he got He he lost his powers, which is why he was able to get a haircut so he can get married to Lois. Yeah. And then he <laughs> e- that's, that's that's my that's my time frame or preference. That's it. Thank God so I lost gets, my hair. I was able to get my hair cut so I could look good for my wedding. And – but he was he was depowered. He wasn't Superman. Something happened. I don't know what the hell struck him that allowed him to be this – so he was Clark Kent, a regular, like, human-esque character. And then I guess he could super Shazam and and then he becomes the the energy being. And – but I don't know when the split happened. I don't know why he was red and blue.
2: Oh uh, okay. Temporarily deprived of the solar energy required to give him power, Superman had developed energy-based abilities, which eventually forced him to adopt a blue and white containment suit to prevent the energy dispersing. And R- Wikipedia will give you more if you wanted to okay. go that way.
0: I don't remember that at all. No, I don't either. And then I don't and and then as far as um no, I think he got his powers back during fun. See, um, I don't know. I, I remember him because the Stuart in cover. I remember him. That, that's why I'm, I'm pretty sure I've been being. I remember him being Superman on the cover. So, um, and is that because that that's when he sacrificed himself, right?
2: Yeah, that's why I buy the collections when they republish them, right. reprint them, because I can't remember what happened, so I just buy them again and read them again it's easier than digging out the issues right but i will say superman 12 and 13 that yeah, i know
0: you like those a lot
2: that's good comics right there
0: i knew you were going to say that jason
2: you know who appears is he even here or is he taking a break
0: he, 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 no, yeah yeah I said be right back
2: all right uh well i'll <laughs> tell the people listening at home frankenstein you ask a, me. Oh, if frank you, you read him frankenstein agent of shade my man and, and? and the bride the bride right and she's a bitch as she should be she is a major bitch but um it's it's a simple premise i think these these two issue arcs are great these um the uh lois is trying to farm out her skills and she goes to a a paper in in uh where uh Hamilton County, right? The paper was called the the Hamilton Horn. So she knows somebody there, right? And she's she's pitching, and you know the the small town papers are the ones that can really uncover the truth. Blah blah blah. It's Lois speak, right? And and Frankenstein barges in, and he's going to kill, or he tries to kill the the woman that's that's interviewing Lois. And it's like Lois's friend. He's like calling her outcast, destroy you. Blah blah blah. And it turns out Lois defends this woman. The entire time, like, this is my friend, it's not who you're looking for. Turns out Lois is wrong, as usual, that it is, (laughs) it it is who, who Frankenstein's looking for. Um, but no, it's just feel, it's, this, this, this Krug person was impersonating, uh, Lois's friend. And, um, it's the, the, the main Superman book has become DC Comics Presents. With double, it kind of is, yeah. With 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 two issues, because this in this story, which is called uh, Super Monster Superman meets Frankenstein, Agent of Shade, um, the Bride, aka Lady Frankenstein, and um, it's done in two, and it's great, and it moves on, and it and it reinforces the the super family. There's a thing going on where. Frankenstein and the bride are estranged. And he still carries the torch, even though torch bad for Frankenstein, but he still carries the torch. That was a joke. Um, <laughs> and uh he still wears her ring and his ring. And it kind of touches her for a moment, but she really wants nothing to do with him. But it, the, 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 the culmination of these two issues, although it was a fun story and there was a lot of things destroyed and people were punched around is that the core entity in superman's life is superman lois and jonathan that's it that's that's all you you need to take away from this story
0: am i right yes it was great yeah it was a lot of fun because it was it was even though superman was in it it you got more
2: more Frankenstein than more Superman. Of a, yeah,
0: you got you got more of a um, you got more out of the Frankenstein appearance. It works, yeah, um, yeah, and it's know, manky drawn
2: it, which is like yeah, the zone. It's,
0: it's kind of perfect. Yeah it, was, yeah, it was it was it was it was almost like listen, um, Gleason needs a couple issues off, so when Doug comes back, I have the. It, it would have even if even if the timeline in 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 Lois's life didn't mesh up with her having to go meet this editor. I think you still would have had Doug draw the Frankenstein story. Regardless, yeah. th- th- that everything else was just a backdrop. It was just it was a Frankenstein story that Superman was in. Yeah. And
2: when you're taking two pages to show Frankenstein holding on to a sky car with Lois and her buddy in it, like it's that's gravy. That's just it's just excitement. It's just fun. The, do you that that double page spread is amazing? Did you not? Do you not like it?
0: In, uh, 13. The of 12 or the beginning of 13?
2: 12. When, when he's, he's holding on to the side of the Sky Car and he's got the sword out and, and they're, you know, Lois is like, we gotta get out of here. And then there's a little bit of dialogue, but then you see the man of the hour in the last panel. Superman. On,
0: you see his fist. Oh, yes. That's yes, a great yes. spread, man. That is a great panel. That's like right at Flash Gordon. The, uh, the, but what's up with the neighbor? What's up with the farmer, the grandfather? I don't know yet, right? He's he I don't trust him anymore. I thought I could, but he's been watching him well, out the window and everything.
2: That's um what's her name's father?
0: Yeah, isn't no, it? Yeah. Oh
2: grandfather, right, right, right. Um so I I don't know. Don't break don't Jonathan's know. heart. It's not gonna go down well. It's not. Um But Chris but Christian Alme think- on Inks. Of course. We haven't seen him in a while. Not on both books, though. He's only on 12.
0: Yeah. On yeah, 13, on, it's, it's, uh, 13, uh you, three. And, uh, Mendoza and Champagne and, uh, Norm Ratman. Champagne. <laughs> Is this your glove? <laughs> the <To> Champagne. <laughs> um. I love how Lois just goes off and wallops the uh, the alien, but Man, Lois, um, Lois has skills. The bride, the bride looks absolutely fetching with 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 all her arms and and uh, yep and and the top. But it's it's a beautiful book. The colors are are, are slamming. Um, yeah, there's nothing to. It's just yeah, it was weird because in thirteen the farmer the grandfather is uh, you know watches everybody fly away, and then he he just he looks out the window. And it closes the curtain, and and that's you know it's it's you don't show the gun unless so something's up. Like, yeah, I, I don't know, know what's I, going on there.
2: But you know the thing that gets me about these the new Superman these are I don't want to say light, but there there's not a whole lot of weight to these stories. They're done into not it,
0: yet, not, not yet. Always. No, you haven't you haven't read fourteen.
2: Okay, but but no, my my point being that. These are just fun, entertaining, highly entertaining tales that are done in one, maybe two. And this is everything we complained that Superman wasn't. Yes. Back in the day, we're all like, "Oh man, I read Superman. It's so it's the same shit all the time. It, it's done in one issue. Like, there's no big story about Superman. Blah blah blah." And then we got that, and we learned to hate it. So now we're we're going back to the these short little tiny bite Superman stories, and it's working.
0: Well, all right. So before, well, we still had this Superman in the old DC universe. So before Flashpoint. Right. The last time I remember enjoying Superman, regardless whether it was Superman or action, it wasn't action, it was Superman, was when Busiek was writing it. Atlas. Then, and, but that started to kind of go off the rails because the the stuff with they brought Aryan in, and then that was just oh yeah, Aryan. And, and, no, and I said
2: Atlas was it was Atlas, wasn't
0: it? The Busick, wasn't it? Atlas? No, you're thinking, you're thinking of Thunderbolts.
2: No. All right, go ahead. I remember the I remember the Aryan stuff, right? But I also remember Atlas in Superman recently.
0: Well, okay, but that like, was like
2: first issue special at Atlas with the Hood. No, you don't remember that? I'm
0: trying to remember.
2: That may have been Johns. I don't but know. See,
0: and that's and that's that was the stuff because Johns was writing actually swear, it was Gary Frank art, and yeah. that 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 was when things were a little darker because that's when that's when Pa died. That's when you had the the Richard Donner stuff when 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 Christopher from Krypton. Was and it that that was not as fun as right. beast stuff. And was. I think there and should be a rule. If, if remember the big
2: oversized um, one word titled um, Trinity books like Batman, uh, Superman was hope, right? Yeah. If you hope is your keyword, you don't really need a whole lot of darkness. And that's why I think Superman doesn't work well when it gets too dark. Oh, I agree. I mean, yes, you can have things of major import, but let's not push it. It's not Batman or right, you know, of that you know, we, we don't need the shadows a lot in Superman.
0: No, that's the whole point. That's right. why you have Batman. He can be he can be the dark and brooding and we don't we don't have Superman fighting, we don't have Superman taking on the world's problems in the middle of the night. He's he's there at the crack of dawn. But I think it's he's really when the sun comes
2: right. It's smart what they're doing now because he's devoting his time and attention to Jonathan. When you have a character like Superman who can move a planet, at least post crisis or pre crisis, <laughs> he can move a planet. Yeah, um, he's still a damn powerful post crisis. But when you you get a, a character this powerful. What threatens a character like that? Like, wh- where's where's the the conflict come from? But now he has a son who's coming okay. up, exactly. But you don't want to overuse perfection because then it doesn't work after a while. But so now he's got a son, and he he's he's uh you know trying to bring him up right and show him the ropes and but that's smart because yeah. you can't have. Like the bounty hunters in uh, in action, you can't have those guys every issue
0: like that. It gets no, boring. It just gets no. It, it's it it absolutely makes sense for it to be Jonathan because Lois is is not a damsel in distress. She can take care oh, her of herself. Jonathan. Obviously, it's always been Jonathan. You have the it's it's um and it's whatever Tomasi is doing. He, he just needs to keep because I'm not just keep doing it. it it's it's very easy for me. To be annoyed when, when cousin Oliver shows up and ruins shit. I don't want a kid <laughs> fucking up my, 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 superhero comic that I'm digging and, and all of a sudden it's like, it's just, you just, you introduced a baby and now I'm just, it, it's all, it's all for shit. You don't, you don't need to bring a baby into something. So it's, but Jonathan, I am not annoyed by him. I don't want to, I don't, I didn't want to, no, like because I he's a real little... comic with him, but I, I just, I... You didn't get he's... Super Sons? No, well, of course I am, because Jimenez is drawing it, dude. Okay. I saw that was drawing it, and I'm like, I got it. I even know... So you got you got Jonathan, and you got Jimenez drawing it, and hopefully the two of them will help me... Knew it. I knew it's get, coming. To ...tolerate, maybe. Mm, that ain't
2: right. But anyway, I'm going to say it right now. And I, I could be ridiculed for it, but whatever. The great names associated with Superman, Byrne, Jergens. Tomasi's getting there. He could be uttered in the same breath as 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 Jergens and Byrne. Come on. It's, it sounds it, like you're crazy. No, right? it's getting there. I didn't say I didn't say, I didn't gonna say, gonna say right now, but I'm saying it's getting there.
0: I need more than these fourteen issues plus however many he did before. Yep, yeah. rebirth. No, it's getting because I was reading. I was reading the 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 pre-rebirth stuff when it was still whether or not Homeboy can. Uh, he you know gets is he it. he going to be. I just. I need because you're not. You're you're not just talking about Burn and Jurgens. You're talking about Wheezy. You're talking about Stern. Oh you're talking yeah. About yeah. You know, Wolfman. So. They're I don't know, Wolfman, but. I know, I know. I had to throw them in there because of the Jerry Ordway stuff. But it's it's wait, it was it was Stern, Wheezy, Jurgens. Who was right in the fourth one? Um Roger Stern and, and and Louise Simonson and I'm I'm gonna have to dig out Panic in the Sky for a second, but you do that. Um yeah, but it's it's yes so there are there is alcohol I, involved
2: so I oh can, there's definitely alcohol involved yeah. too. <laughs> trying to remember but I can't
0: so you, does that mean then you I, I, I'm not saying we're done with Superman because obviously you didn't read 14 so we're kind of done with it did you so that means you did not read Batman 14
2: I, no I didn't want to read Batman 14 because we you know I was thinking about that too We're doing Tom. We talk of Tom a lot. We do. We do. Yeah. No, we do. And I'm just like, do I want to read Batman for this week? And I said, hell no. We talk, Uh we, per episode, every time we talk about Batman, we give Tom at least a half an hour. Now, the, the, I think the, the, the stories warrant it. They're that good. But I just didn't want to bring Batman this week. I didn't. I didn't want to have it.
0: And I'm, I'm, I'm going to say I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. We can wait until this this little two parter finishes in a couple weeks. We can go back to it. There are after we read, you know, we read I am Suicide, fantastic story, loved it. This was all I will say about Batman number fourteen. It was a breather. You had the heavy stuff from the past few issues. This is an evening with not putting in the show the Bat and the Cat. That's fine. (laughs) It's, it's uh-huh. we, you don't even have to take screen caps. It's, it's not a, um, it's, it progresses the story. Mm-hmm. And, <coughs> and, and, you know, we, I, I loved him on The Punisher, loved him on Sheriff of Babylon because we were talking about Mitch Jarrods last week. Oh, Mitch, yeah. yeah. And he is, he's is absolutely fine. It's, it's, it, he, he, oh, he tell this story. Uh, Mitch, Mitch be, Mitch, Mitch because remember, we were in New York and, and Tom's like, I need somebody to fill in. I need somebody to do the two parter after yeah. the story. And we're like, well, fuck it. Why not get Mitch, bro? So this is, um. So we, that Mitch, Mitch should be thanking us then. He absolutely should be. Okay. Um, so maybe you should put it in the show notes. I'll put Mitch know. in the show notes. Not there Tom. you go. This is, it's, it's, it's a, it's a great story as far as. Having Tom go more into Bruce and Selena's relationship and, and Tom does a solid job drawing that story, but there are some things that, and, and when you guys read it, there's some things that I are lacking. I'm, I'm missing some things in the story and, and it's, I, it, I love Mitch's work. I don't know if Mitch is a, I don't want to say superhero artist, but a, a, specifically for the story of Batman artist. This is, may not have been the story for, for Mitch to draw, but it is still it following I Am Suicide. It, it, it works for, for the story Tom is telling. Um, but it was, it, it's, it's somewhat of a departure from what we had with, with Mikel telling the I Am Suicide story, but still it, it's, it is. If I wanted to see Mitch draw Batman, I got it in this issue. And and there are some really cool pages when, when they're going out and, and doing their thing together and the kind of characters that they're um Batman's trying to he's still fighting crime tonight and he's taking Selena with him and he's taking on Magpie and Signal Man and Ten Eyed Man and Condiment King. And so so there are some there's some cute things where um I gotta put it in the show notes now. <laughs> there's there's film freak and cavalier. It's like Tom really had fun, and I'm glad Mitch got to draw these characters. It's just it's it's one of those things where um, it it was just it was it was neat in a right. weird way to see Mitch drawing a Batman story. But yeah, looks, you'll 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 read it. Looks good. It does, right? It does. It, it's like it, it's it's different than what we had before it. But it's just that there's still something, something here as, as I flip through the pages that's, that, that's not. I don't want to say it, 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 it's weird. It's like I, I, it, it's not that it's not right. It's just, it seems a little off, but in a, not in a bad way. It's just, it's, it's. Sure. It's different. So. Different can be good. Different can be good. All but, right. Uh,
2: what are we I'm, doing I, now? You want to look at the clock on the wall and bring this all home? No, no. Definitely. No, dude, I talk come about on. The
3: Captain America joint. Oh,
2: yeah. okay. Hey, my bad. My bad. So what are we talking about now specifically so I can make sure that I'm pulling the right page captures?
0: I gave you there. There are a couple of page captures in the uh, Dropbox folder, Vince. All right, but about so Cap Steve? Yes. So Captain America, Steve Rogers. A.K.A. Steve
3: Rogers. AKA Hydro Cap, a.K.A. The World's Going to End.
0: It's amazing. What numbers? You know, after everybody lost their shit reading the first issue on that last page, how no one has said anything ever since when that second issue came out. We're talking right. about issues two through eight. Wow. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Eight. Yep. So go ahead, take it away. You were you were playing catch up.
3: No, no. no. Well, all right. Um, well, uh, crap. That we we'll both
0: were actually. It's
2: a yeah, lot. Um, Black Widow. What? That's a, lot, a lot of, of, a lot you of Black you, Widow.
0: Because you said you pulled some, so I figured we, we all pulled. We pulled the it.
2: same ones, actually, exactly. almost. Oh, so great minds think alike. Yes, yes. well, that's
3: true. So, uh, yeah, I had I had read the first issue because it got so much brouhaha, <laughs> um, and I hadn't read it since. And you know, full disclosure, uh, not the biggest Nick Spencer fan. Hmm. Um, Seconded so now that being said, you know, he is reading, I mean, sorry, he's writing, um, Captain Sam Wilson cap, uh, which I've talked about and, and actually also caught up on that, read through up to issue 17 on that. Um, we, we could talk about that or maybe save that for next week, but, but, uh, so, you know, it's not like I, I avoid Nick Spencer, but, uh, <laughs> but, but no, so, so, but, but, you know, not, not the, I wouldn't say I'm, he's not a selling point for me. Yeah, I mean, um, so as David alluded, the the idea that the reveal, quote unquote, in the first issue of that Cap has actually been a hyper agent his entire life did not sit well with a lot of people. I think Nick got death threats, he is pretty crazy. Um and, and, and again, I mean, putting aside whether you like a person's writing or or style, you know, the idea that a dude would get death threats for for telling a fucking story, a fictional story about a fictional character is just insane to me. So I'm rooting for him in that regard too like as a human being, I'm rooting for him and, <laughs> and frankly, you know politically, I think he you know I, I mean he's he's definitely on the right side of that in most cases so so okay there, but um but uh this book i guess was was drawn primarily well no, i guess it's a couple different artists Jesus Saez is the major does the majority of the issues, yes, but then there's uh Piña and sepulveda also for uh, the uh
0: Civil war two tie in issues,
3: yeah. And I, I guess, in a way, this book exists because of the Pleasant Hill mini-event. Yeah. Which is to say that the Pleasant Hill mini-event, and again, I didn't read this either, but I'm gathering this from the recaps and tie-ins and everything, um, somehow or another a Cosmic Cube gained Sentience. Yep. And became a little girl named Kobik. And somehow or another S.H.I.E.L.D. And Maria Hill decided, well, let's use this to our advantage. And so they got the little girl to create a town, a little perfect suburban town, Pleasant Hill, where they got tons of villains. And the cube essentially gave the villains entirely new memories, lives, pasts, depowered them, and it was a way of, in essence, trying to keep all of these superpowered villains in check and imprisoned, if you will, without because you know conventional prisons wouldn't hold them. And then shit went went astray. Now again, I didn't read the, I didn't read it, so I don't know what went astray, how it fell apart, what have you. But it, it fell apart, and to the point where Shields and Shambles now Maria Hill's kind of Priya. Um, I think somehow that led to Civil War too. Whatever, but but it's it's a whole thing. Um, and and somehow or another, uh, well, so Red Skull is still the status quo remains from Uncanny Adventures where Red Skull somehow has Charles Xavier's mind in his body as well. And so is 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 equivalent to Charles Xavier as a telepath. He's the world's mo- most powerful telepath. Um, also, somehow or another, because he has always had dalliances with the cube, he gets Kobic to to love him, to view him as like a dad, and uses her to reshape reality in his own image. And in, in reshaping his reality, he creates an entirely new existence where in that existence, Steve Rogers and his mom were recruited by Hydra while Steve was a little child and they were raised within the Hydra organization. And from the very start he was indoctrinated into Hydra. Um, and so again, you know, the question is, is this reality? Is it not? Cause it is reality. I mean, it is existing as it were, because currently the red skull is shaping reality. Um, and so, yeah, so so Steve is a double agent. He's a, he's a Hydra agent first and foremost. However, however, um, Steve is so deep into Hydra and so loyal to Hydra that he actually thinks that the red skull is not the best leader for Hydra. So although he is Hydra and he is evil, He actually is also still conspiring to take down the Red Skull on the Lolo with um, a doctor um, Eric Selvig, right? Eric Selvig, aka from the movies, from four movies, um, who is also part of Hydra in this reality, and they are working together in a secret lab to help figure out a way to take down the Skull and restore Hydra to its rightful power. Now, throughout this, we're also seeing flashbacks to Steve as a kid and getting brought into Hydra and his mom getting brought in and how his dad was abusive and how he was a runt and all the other kids in the Hydra sort of school uh, made fun of him and beat him up and thought he was useless. And the headmaster thought he was useless. And, uh, but through the uh, encouragement of Kraken, remember from the uh, Hickman uh, Secret Warriors stuff, uh, and through the friendship of Baron Zemo, Steve makes it through, and he grows up, and he he ends up, of course, becoming Captain America, and 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 this becomes kind of like the perfect Hydra agent. Um, so you know, there's some interesting ideas. Like at one point, um, the Red Skull wants Doctor Selvig dead for reasons that we don't have to get into, and so Cap kills him, or so we think. In fact, he doesn't kill him. And he brings him into this lab and, and, and puts him up and says, you know, listen, our mission now is to get rid of Skull. But in order to get him a lab, we see a flashback to Steve showing up at a lab where uh, the super apes are there. And uh, Steve actually kills the super apes. Uh, yep. And the Red Ghost. And the we didn't kill ghost. the Red Ghost. He banishes
0: right. the Red Ghost, kills the super apes. T- but, t- not, t- but he also, uh, he basically dismembers the red ghost he uh, red That's ghost loses. he tries to phase through a wall captain america stops him and he in doing so yeah. causes uh, the red ghost to lose an arm and right, uh, right. and a leg so he gets
3: him a lab and you know so like steve a good villain i mean he's meaning he's villainous right and uh, um uh but then we as with all these books we get confronted with the civil war II tie in and uh all of a sudden Selvig is worried that Ulysses, who is this inhuman that can see the future, uh, is somehow going to figure out that Steve is a Hydra agent and what should they do? Should they kill Ulysses? And, um, the skull tells Steve to know, in fact, you're going to support Ulysses. And, you know, Steve is, is, should I support Captain Marvel or should I support Iron Man? And he ends up supporting Iron Man. And it's like, you know, it's like, but secretly he's doing it because skull told him to. And, um, then Steve works with Black Widow in Sokovia and Sokovia uh, where they, they get a dictator to uh, Sokovia's dictator. They get to uh, essentially um, skulls taking over the country. But, but in essence the skull then says to the dictator, we're going to let you win quote unquote beat us and, and, and put us at bay. But it's really because I'm going to control you. And, you know, so there's all these machinations and, and, and all this sort of thing. But, um, you know, I have to say that, that I, I, number one, I find the, the book's are very inconsistent. Um, your boy Simon Katransky's involved in uh, One Point Vince. Oh, no. Um, Seriously? Yeah. He inks Saez in uh, issue number three. And in that issue, one of the main villains is Taskmaster, who y'all know I got mad love for the Taskmaster. Who likes the Taskmaster more than me?
0: Nobody.
3: Nobody. 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 <laughs> Is the worst Taskmaster I've ever seen.
1: Really? This is (laughs) is issue three?
3: It is so bad. It's so fucking bad. It's like impenetrably bad how poorly it's drawn. Um, I got to see this.
2: hmm? I got to see this.
3: Yeah. You know, there's a Chitauri invasion. Uh, You know, there's, there's flashbacks to, again, how Steve and Zemo were friends. And then because of that, he ends up meeting the original Zemo, Helmet Zemo, right? Or whatever. I forget which one was which, Hydra and Helmet, but um so like it's fine. Like it's fine, but it's very politically heavy handed and it's like I don't know. I mean I'm not mad at the at the idea of Steve being a Hydra agent, but it's like it's hard for me not to read this book and think like it's pointless. Mm-hmm. Because you know, at some point, sure. whenever either Spencer leaves the book, or whenever the, the editorial needs him to, this reality is going to get shattered, and it's going to be back to Steve of always being Steve. You know, so all of this stuff about like betrayal or double agency is, is like cool, but it's it's just, it's an Elseworlds book. It reads like an Elseworlds book because even though this is technically happening in our quote unquote Marvel universe. I mean it really isn't because it's a reality crafted by a cosmic cube which which we know is not going to be the sustained
2: reality I'm looking at the taskmaster
3: oh that's so bad right?
2: <laughs> but you know what I will say because this is just Kadransky inks right right mm-hmm. what you're seeing here is a million times better than the stuff he brought to spawn <laughs> which is sad right
3: yeah oh. so yeah, so you know, again, I, I I can't tell you this is a bad comic. I mean, well, it's a bad comic, but you know, it seems like everybody but us hated like the Remender cap in the. Oh,
2: that was great! Dimension and X. I thought it was amazing. Or dimension. I just thought it was amazing. Was it Dimension Z or Dimension X? I think Z, maybe. Yeah, it was probably Z. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was amazing. Yeah, and yeah. I thought it
3: had heart, you know, and and, and like, Remender Junior. You know, he cared about his son and. cared about the relationship they ended up having with, um, uh, uh, homeboy's daughter. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, and, and, and then before that we had, you know, what many consider probably one of the best, if not the best Captain America runs ever. And in the more traditional spy stuff with Brubaker and the winter soldier stuff. And I, I just, uh, I don't know. I, I think Spencer is a competent writer, but he's not a special writer. And, uh, this is just—it's like a—it's just—I call it a jab. Just another book, you know. It's just another book. It's, it's just—I like that a lot. Yeah. Wow. So, Can and I, I use and that? I'm curious what Dap thinks because we haven't really—I haven't heard him really chime in yet. But, but uh, for me, it's just—I mean, I'm going to keep reading it just because I read all the Marvel and I'll get it. But, but it's—it's it's completely forgettable. I, I doubt all—I remember any of the details of this a year or two from now.
0: Yeah. Long for the days of capital. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, you got that in Sam Wilson. A year That's ago. true. Yeah, one yeah. of those covers is a, is a takeoff on Corbin. By the way, mm-hmm. just so you know, uh,
0: I um, I I'm not caught up on Sam Wilson. I'm um, but I did catch up on Steve Rogers book right up to issue eight. The um, the Civil War stuff, Civil War 2 stuff was more or less a distraction. The, uh, the, it was, I was able to, follow, whenever Steve was having a conversation with Selvig, it was easy enough to, to follow along, but the, um, when we splice in, Actual Civil War 2 things, that's when, um, I'm not real sure what the hell's going on because I don't know, um, if, I don't know why, if, if, after Pleasant Hill, if all the other Marvel characters, if, if the Ultimates, if, um, if everybody, if, if the Champions, if, if, if Miles Morales, if everybody else is doing is carrying on as if, you know, just picking up after Pleasant Hill and all the bad guys were put away and, and whatever the hell the Thunderbolts are doing. That's why is Captain America still affected and therefore what, how is his reality, his origins, his 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 past so rewired? Because Winter Soldier's still running around. So why hasn't he, this Steve doesn't know Bucky Barnes and, and it's I don't know. There's, there's a, is, is it this? Because if he's still supposed to team up, if he's still supposed to, if, if, um, when he was fighting Crossbones and became young again thanks to Kobik, and Sam and Bucky were both there, and Steve knows both of them, but if he was brought up overseas and 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 and. Grown to, to, to know Hydra from such a young age, then in the flashbacks, we haven't gotten to Captain America yet. He's still, he's still being trained by, by Whitehall and, and Mm -hmm. who I'm assuming is, 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 will eventually become Faustus and, and, um, Mm -hmm. and now the, uh, the Zemos have showed up, but he's not old enough to have the serum injected in him. He's not old enough to, to, to become a super soldier. So we're not there yet, but there's still there, it's there's there's been enough there's been, Spencer has done a few things in the story that have been pretty slick but mm-hmm. there's still some, some gaps where I'm like, I'm not sure where. It's so like right now I'm just, I'm, I'm reading this to kind of just See what's going on with Captain America. It's it, just like I've read past Captain America stories, whether they were, they were by Kirkman or, or, or Priest or anybody else who's written Captain America. I've read those stories and right now I'm just plotting along with this journey. I, I have no idea where the destination is. I, I, it doesn't look like it's happening anytime soon. So I'm just, I'm along for the ride. I'm kind of treating it like well, kind of like Black Widow and 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 Doctor Strange, where it's its own thing. It's it's not. Yes, there were three issues that's tied into Civil War two, but because his history has been tweaked, I'm just running, and and in my mind, I'm just like, fuck it. His 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 mind's been so screwed up that what he's seeing, what he's dealing with, with these other heroes. Uh, that's, that's all in his mind. That, that's not, that's not real. Because I'm not reading Civil War II, so I don't know where it ties in. I don't know when the hell Miles Morales kills Captain America. I don't, I'm not sure what the hell what that is all that? is about. Yeah. And if you look in the folder, there, there's, there's a- I, I, yeah, I saw that. That's, yeah. it's like, so, what is that about? Yeah, apparently Ulysses showed that to everybody. And, and Captain America's just like, he's telling Selvig, like, well, fuck it. If, if this kid's supposed to kill me, then, so be it. We can't change, we really can't go, and, and, which makes Selvig think that Ulysses might be, he might not be, he's infallible. He, you, you're, you may not be able to trust his vision. So, the whole, the, when, when Ulysses was introduced in Captain America, they, Steve was apprehensive, because he's like, listen, he's gonna, Ulysses is gonna blow our cover, he's gonna, he's gonna Give me away, and everything I'm trying to do is—we're not going to be able to get away with it. So Selvig's like, "Well, you either have to kill him, or we wait and see if he's prone to make mistakes. Are 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 his predictions absolute truth, or does something else have to happen where it <coughs> not come true? So it was—it was pretty. You know, it wasn't. I I, I appreciated Spencer kind of. Giving us that, 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 that wiggle room where, you know, you actually have to pause and think. It it wasn't so black and white. And I was like, that's, all right, I'm, that's cool. But the Civil War II tie in didn't really cause me to, it, it didn't, it wasn't too big a bump in the road for me. And then, and then I get to issues, um, Seven and eight. And it's basically, it's just, it's, it's, it's still Steve. It's still Captain America versus the Red Skull. It's just, they've, it's just now you have Red Skull with, with, with Professor X's brain and it's Steve who's a bad guy who just, like Jason said, it's like the Red Skull is not the best representation. He's, he's, he's not, he's not pure. Hydra that we we Hydra's can be better than Red Skull so we just got to take him off the board yeah. and and I know you know it's like I I am the pure Hydra I know where we need to go and that's why um, you get the cliffhanger at the end of the, the 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 big full page reveal at the end of issue 8 um, but it's you know I'm I'm still over the mind that listen this is all going to get wiped away or erased I'm sure there might be some ramifications because he did he did hurt you know, Jack Flag and, and there are other things that have happened where, you know, he maimed Red Ghost. I mean, shit happened. So, um, it's, it's going to be, it, it, it's not just, uh, not everything is going to just end so rosy for him, mm-hmm. but this, this isn't a, a story where, uh, yeah, I mean, I, like you where it's just, um, well, Spencer's having fun with Captain America and 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 kind of just tweaking his history, which will just get reversed. There's nothing. There's absolutely nothing that screams long-lasting with this. It, it's not like when this is when 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 this storyline is done. Um, you know, Elisa still killed his mother or anything like that. I I, I just um, I I think. I'm enjoying the, the trip down memory lane as far as seeing the other characters like Daniel Whitehall, you know, the, the Kraken, but he was also recently on, um, on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and, and it's, so I, I'm seeing some names and I'm, I, I'm thinking that's, that's pretty neat and all, but, um, just, I don't know if, um, it's, I'm, I'm not a huge Spencer fan, uh, but i don't yeah i don't know if it's 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 weird it's it's almost the opposite of um of me enjoying black widow or the mighty thor or doctor strange it's it's just it's um I read it to catch up because they're in my comicsology library so yeah let, let, let me read them and then you said you were reading them So I'm like alright that's cool and I'll mm-hmm. I'll read Sam Wilson to see if there's Any Are there any familiar Can you tell Nick Spencer is writing Both or do they both feel Sound different Um the Characters
3: they're,
1: they're
0: different
3: um I think with Sam, um, I mean, I think from the start of this Sam Wilson run, he's been hyper-political. Right. But kind of funny. I mean, you consider the article I wrote this week about the 10 predictions for 2017. One of them was that uh, comics are going to get even more overtly political because of what's going on with Trump and all that. Oh, yeah. And, and, and Sam – I mean, I love that character and, and, I look I you know, again, I love the super serpent society and see, you know, you, he was, he was hitting a lot of buttons for me. Um, but the book has gotten really, really political, but like preachy, like super preachy. And again, I, I, in a vacuum, there's nothing wrong with that. Poly, uh, comics have been a vessel for that for our whole lives. Um, but I think it's just a "it's not you, it's me" thing. I, I'm so mentally exhausted by the reality of our political situation mm. that I don't need to read a comics analog of that. I don't need to read an, a thing where one of my favorite heroes is 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 a vessel to talk about police brutality and and alt right, and uh, I don't need a Tomi Lauren. Um, <laughs> copycat in an issue talking about how Sam Wilson hates America and how his new sidekick is an illegal immigrant and should be deported. And I, I I don't need that. You know, I don't need, I don't need them bringing back rage, which is cool only to make it because he's the angry black man in the inner city trying to fight against the cops. Like I, I just, and, and and again, as I was saying with the the books that are sort of, young female centric. If if that's scratching an itch for people that really need an outlet for that right now, awesome. But I'm so like real life stressed about all that, as I think many of us are. For me, comics are and always have been an escape. hmm And I've read plenty of I mean look, March, you know, Top Shelf March just won the Book of the Year Award. I mean I and I, like so I'm not against politically charged or real life narrative comic books. But right now Again, I, I don't want my Marvel superhero books to be a preachy political soapbox every week, uh, every month. I, I just don't. Um, and again, I don't begrudge Spencer from doing it. It's his right. It's his privilege and go to it. But the the last six, seven issues to me were exhausting. They were exhausting. Um, and I just, uh, you know, I just that it, it sucks. Like superhero comics shouldn't be exhausting, you know. It's like Vince's column, right? I mean, comics, you know, they should be (laughs) fun. Ridiculous. (laughs) No, but they should be, though. You know, I mean, they really should be. They should be fun. Um, And for me, that book has crossed over into not being fun. Um, You know, U.S. Agent shows up, and they get back to, like, making U.S. Agent, like, just this complete right-wing nut job, you know? And like the alt right, like the these 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 super conservative politicians are lobbying for US Agent to take the shield back. And there's a hashtag take the shield back Twitter campaign and this Rush Limbaugh character is firing up the country to get get Salmon to be considered anti American and we should take the shield back and give it back to Cap to Steve Rogers and um you know, they they rage and and Falcon, the new Falcon, the sidekick. Go to a college campus to to confront this Tommy Liar chick, and uh, and like they're they're met with this three superpowered kids. You know they're on a college campus, and they, these kids are the social justice warriors, and they're using all these like I mean by design they're using these really cliched things about uh, these termino- terminology. Yet at the same time they're killers. Like so, so they're like so they're psychotic. They're willing to kill in order to protect the social justice issues. On the campus, and it's like, I get it, and like, haha, but it's so on the nose. It's like exhausting. It's just so on the nose, you know. There's just no creativity to it. It's just, so man, I don't know. Like, give me some fun comics. Like, I'll give him credit. There was an issue. It was like a bridge issue after the. Uh, there was a part of the arc was um, was Flag Smash and Ultimatum, and uh, and uh, like debating like isolationist policies and stuff. And then that wraps up and, um, there's a, like a one shot issue, a kind of a breather issue where D man, who's, you know, who's a recurring character in the book now. Um, they, re, re, Spencer references back to when D man was part of the, uh, you know, that wrestling, you know, the super powered wrestling that the thing was a part of back in the day. Remember the ultimate wrestling, whatever mm-hmm. it was. So D man for charity agrees to go back into the ring and, so the whole crew goes to watch him you know, when hijinks ensue. And that was a lot of fun. It was lighthearted. And it was just a classic, like one of those issues where like silly B-list heroes step in and fight silly C-list villains. And it was just a blast, you know, and, and I really did enjoy that one. And, but then again, we get right back to like the deportation and the anti-American sentiment, and the alt-right. And it's like, I get it, dude. Like I'm frustrated too, but yeah, like, I want to. I want to escape. I want to. I want those twenty-two pages to pull me out of the reality that I'm in, not the other way around. You
0: know. Save it for your image book. The it, it's um. Oh wait Lee. No, there's a book. How is Morning Glory still going on? Oh, true. <laughs> is
2: it real? For real, for real. It's but I, on, dude. I was going to say, Christopher Lee could come back and point to that <laughs> Sam Wilson f- series with his gnarly old bent, broken finger, Some, and he could I'm not get me know. to read it. I would not read it. i be like, sorry, Sir, Sir Lee, I, I can't read it.
0: I can't. There's no. the, um, the, you mentioned the, the, the Taskmaster scene from the third issue of the Steve Rogers book. I'm reading that, and I'm like, here's a dude who has fought Captain America in the past, fought the Avengers, Knows everybody's moves, yet gets taken. It's like it, it was just one of those yeah. things where it it just it it was he was there to just as 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 a device very long because Steve, Steve, Sharon, and you know any that that's fine that he's the sheriff and and you know so he's he's the law of the land. You could have gotten any villain to to take that play that part and and take the beating from Steve, but it's you know of all the villains. Regardless of what your love is for Taskmaster, it's like how does Captain America just come down and beat the shit out of this dude who knows what you're going to do? It's just it's I I I get the story I I I see where he's going with it, but there are other ways. It it, it, that that just came across as lazy to me, and Mm -hmm. it didn't it didn't help. But um, I admire you guys
2: for actually giving these books a chance. I know. Because for me like the pendulum has swung. I have
1: mm-hmm.
2: zero interest in any of these. But you guys okay. keep you guys
0: keep giving them shots. Well, part of it part of it though. And and it's it, 100% true because I have not I've not gone back to Amazing Spider-Man sure. since the clone conspiracy started. Um which Doesn't hurt as much as I thought it would. The a lot of why I also went back to read things that are in my digital regime is because I I didn't read the Pleasant Hill thing. I did not read Civil War Two. So we've 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 heard about we've said to people in the past, and we've heard it ourselves. You don't need to read everything you don't need to read that to still follow this story you don't have to stop reading your title just because it's crossing over with the big event for a couple of issues and i want to see how true that is i want to see if i can still tell somebody hey i want to be able to recommend something to somebody right. and not say okay you can read these first two trades don't read the third. But then you can go back and read the fourth, and that just sounds so stupid. Not, to, not mm-hmm. people don't have to be completists. Just, just read a good story. And you don't have to read every single collection of a Batman universe just to read number one. Right. You can just. So, so I'm I'm fine with just giving people good stories, but it's it's very. I, I just I wanted to see if things have changed because we, you didn't have to read Secret Wars and. Every Marvel issue back then in 1985, wherever it left off the month before, they all came out of that portal the next month and life went on. I mean, Mm -hmm. there were some changes for a few people, Fantastic Four and The Thing and and Spider-Man. But for the most part, if you didn't read Secret Wars, you weren't completely lost, I think, the way you are right now at Civil War 2.
2: Yeah, I think events are um, all right. They're stupid and bad. And we should we should not have any more of them for for
0: a while we should have them if they serve a purpose not to make money not not, not to get everybody if they will and they are I know I know, but if you have if like at least before they became a yearly or quarterly thing, you know you had the red skies in the d c books, which eventually led you to. Christ and infant nurse. There was nothing that, that that got you ready for Secret Wars too. There wasn't anything that got you ready for Atlantis attacks or the annual oh, stop. events. No, I'm just saying, because uh-huh. those were annual th- th- those tied into the annuals. You didn't have to if you weren't reading if, if you weren't a completist, then you didn't need to read the annual yeah. that year. You didn't need to read the event. It wasn't carrying over into the Avengers or Fantastic Four. But now it's just it's I'm glad that the Marvel books that I did read last week, which aside from Black Widow, mm-hmm. it was Doctor Strange, it was the Mighty Thor. They did not Thank God. tie into Civil War Two, and I enjoyed the, the hell out of them. I wow. wait. I cannot wait to talk about some of these other books that I didn't want to go all Marvel heavy. I know we did our, you know, the, the are you I kidding me? Up. This almost the whole episode's Marvel. That's what I'm saying. Right. I, so I didn't want to keep I, my In Your Travels is not a Marvel book, just so that it, it I, I break it up a bit. But yes, I, I, I pray,
2: I pray that DC does not do a line wide event soon, because the, the events are like salt peter to me. Nothing, well, gets, know, nothing gets me limper than an event.
3: Jason thinks Jeff Johns is doing that. I do. I think Jeff Johns is giving us a big event next year. Watchman, you're year. talking 2018.
0: No, no, this year, this year 2017. Well, because Jeff John says he's coming back to write comics. let
3: hope and he had a Doctor Manhattan visage.
2: Let's hope it's around Christmas. Just keep uh-huh. giving us, just keep giving That's us good stories yeah, you, until you then. Are like moms. Uh, Did I fall? <laughs> no. All right. Um, are we bringing this home? You can talk Marvel more, but mm-hmm. I want to. I want to at least. Engage, join in the conversation, and yes, you, do. you talk about Marvel, and you, I'm just gone.
0: Uh, is that a problem,
2: Jason? With is you? Is it a problem? Do you, do you think that that there's there's something that needs to be fixed at Marvel, like you suggested? Oh in, yeah, in your, yeah. Of course, yeah. Marvel's in trouble. Yeah. Absolutely. And you you think that there's going to be some
3: kind of line wide reboot soon? You know, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe that's not the. I mean, I know that's what I said. Maybe that's not. right way to think about it but i i I think um i don't think marvel's used to to being uh in second place right i don't think they're
2: that's ridiculous too like that so just yeah i I know it's a business and blah 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 but
3: yeah so i don't know man i mean i you know again I, i i try and stick away from the from the uh from the business part anymore. Cause I don't really, you know, it's, we don't really know what goes on, but, but I do think that, uh, yeah, there's some issues, man. There's, it's it doesn't seem to be resonating. And there's been a lot of talk, uh, the last few days about, I guess, what a terrible time it's been for LCSs, And a lot of the LCS owners are blaming Marvel for it. Really? Yeah. Because, uh, you know, Marvel's always been such a core for their base and people are just not buying the books and they're frustrated. And, um, you know, and again, I, I, I think LCS has have lots of problems, not specifically tied to Marvel, cause, Yeah, I call you know, bullshit while, on
2: that. But go ahead. Yeah,
3: I mean, while while I get it, like I would say that you know what, like were they blaming DC the last few years because you know DC was fucking doing them no favors for the last few years, and now it's doing okay. So, but um, but I don't know, man. Like it's hard to say, right? I mean, I guess I would just say that collectively this year we were less into. Marvel than we've been as a trio. And, you know, Dab and I still read a lot of Marvel. I mean, we just talked a whole episode on That's Marvel. That's why I say, because I'll give you like props that. for that. But, I mean, but I think the fact that, uh, that, like, we're speaking in a very critical eye in many of these cases is, uh, you know, is probably indicative of quality, right? Like, I mean, I never thought I'd see the day where, you know, when we'd be doing our year-end awards, I'd be getting ready to give the crown to DC and like Marvel wouldn't have even it would have, like I I think if there's anyone out there that said Marvel was the best publisher this year they're out of their fucking mind. There's true. no way to just it's that. true. It's very so. True. Um, <laughs> what you know? So I think that's that speaks to something. But you know, is Marvel ever really in trouble? No, just like DC was never really in trouble. I mean, you know, but um, I don't know, man, because like every other part of their business is doing so well, right? I mean, the movies are just. You make a movie that, that so.
2: brings in a billion dollars. I think you're doing something right. Yeah.
3: So yeah. Um, So will we see change? I don't know. I don't know.
2: What if? Yeah, whatever. There's plenty of read out still, there. There's
3: still good books. I mean, they're, yeah. they're still put out good books. I mean, but, you know, look, I mean, you put out 50, 60, 70 books a month. You're, you better have a couple good ones. Yeah.
2: All right, everybody. Hey, it's a deep episode. Uh, get yourself to discount comic book service dcbservice.com one more time dcbservice.com where you can get the absolute lowest prices on your funny books and collectibles this month from image extremity number one daniel warren johnson 199 dark horse american gods shadows number one for a dollar 99 and get this From Valiant, of Manowar, number one for 99 cents. That's 75% off. In your travels. I'm going to tease you a little bit by saying you have to go out and buy Haunted Horror number 25. Why? Well, for the first reason, it contains... The single most disturbing story ever reprinted in haunted horror to date. Uh, <laughs> it's a it's a story called Fiends from the Crypt. It was originally presented in Fantastic Fears number eight, July 1953, published by Farrell. Uh, the art was done by the Jerry Iger shop. Disturbing does not begin to even approach this this story. It begins. As all good stories do, in the sewers of Rome, uh, you, get a, <laughs> you get you get yeah really you have a police commissioner. His name's Renzi. Uh, he and his sidekick are following this criminal uh, named Banco, and the criminal leads them down into the sewers. So they follow the, the the criminal down into the slop. Shots are fired. Lots of running. Rats all over the place, and they find Banco dead but he's almost recognizable he's turned into a skeleton uh <laughs> but thank goodness he was wearing his trademark beret because that's the only way we would know that he's uh-huh. Banco but like from the from the neck down he's a skeleton and the commissioner and his buddy start to wig out and they're like holy shit what is going on here we just saw this guy and he was alive now he's a skeleton what are we going to do so they they're they're, they're going through the catacombs of the sewers, and unfortunately they're going deeper and deeper, and they're uncovering heaps of dead bodies, and coffins, and skeletons all over the place. Finally, these giant green, scaly, pointy-eared, fur-diaper-wearing monsters appear, and they chase the pair. The commissioner's buddy's killed, and he's thinking, alright, I'm done. This is it. Um, what do I do? But the the monsters don't try and kill him. They talk to him. And the, the, the dialogue in here is amazing. The monsters talk like grum, burg, Urg erg, grub, dunga, gumble, like, and it's just like this, this fake, onomatopoeic, made up language mm-hmm. that pervades this whole strip. Um, but Renzi, being, um, he has the entrepreneurial spirit. He strikes up an alliance with these monsters, and he uses them to blanket Rove in a, Rome, Rome, Rove God, the Rome in a wave of terror from which he profits. So all like there's bank robberies and murder, and the monsters are doing it all. And and Renzi's telling them to do it. Like go over here, rob this friggin' bank. So the the monsters are jumping through hoops for Renzi and he rewards them with live humans. Like he's just giving humans to these monsters to eat. He realizes that it's wrong, but I guess that wealth and power um mean more to him than like doing the right thing. So, mm-hmm. um but the O. Henry moment comes at the end when the monsters break into Renzi's home and they kill his wife and his daughter – before his very eyes, and then they dispose of their master. Um, And the thing that I... The reason why I say this is the most disturbing story ever reprinted in haunted horror is that we get to see what the monsters do to his wife and and daughter. And again, Mm. from the neck down, skeletons. But from like... It's very disturbing to have a, a human head with the flesh and everything... On it, and like from the neck, it's like skeleton. It's ridiculous. It's, and it's very, very, (laughs) why are you laughing at me? (laughs) No reason. Uh Don't worry. It's, it's creepy AF, right? Craig Yo, this is, this is what he does. He unearths these, these gruesome nuggets. But, the last three panels of this thing. So, the monsters were very considerate before they stripped the flesh of all, all of the body except for the face so that we the reader could easily identify whom they killed but they the the the, the thoughtfulness is gone at the end of this because they rip renzi to shreds and um they say "Erz da est which means in creepy gas green monster language he was a fool and a knave and he was doomed from the very start. And they had, they're, they're holding his decapitated head in the very last panel and all of the flesh is stripped from the, from the head except for the hair. This is great stuff, right? This story has re, been reprinted many, many, many times, but you can get it in Haunted Horror number 25. In addition to, this is the, the, the teaser. Uh there's a story in here called Beyond the Past, which was reprinted uh from Carlton's The Thing number eleven, uh published November nineteen fifty-three, and I think that this is the very first comic book appearance of something. hmm But I'm not gonna get into too much detail because if you go to our our site, eleven o'clock comics com yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have <laughs> I'm gonna have a column, a brand new spanking column because apparently ridiculous comics are hard to find. This is yes. called they are. This is called Vince B's House of Horror. I'm gonna get into the history of the Necronomicon in comics. So come nice. Come to our
0: website. Come on, come Chuck me now. Dang. I love it, uh Vince the fourth writer was Jerry Ordway, Ordway. I fuck we to forget that.
2: I'm messed up. You wrote and drew. I am totally messed up. You're adorable, though
0: your adorbs, yes <clears throat> Ooh. Uh, in your travels um, <laughs> take a dip i'm gonna um i'm not gonna do fiddly class i um i am going to it's completely unexpected you're never gonna you, you you did not see this coming um oh, there was a second volume there's been a second volume there is a new chapter in this uh star trek and green Lantern story mm-hmm. what wait what there's a uh yeah, it's 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 been a couple hours since I mentioned Star Trek, so I figured in your travels would be a perfect place for it. Uh-huh. Seriously,
2: the uh what? <laughs> oh, you give him big laughs. What's the subtitle? Oh. What's the subtitle on this one?
0: Stranger Worlds. Really? Yes. It takes place, um, days, weeks after the previous no way Star Trek Green Lantern miniseries. Yeah, I saw this because I was looking forward to the Green Lantern, Planet of the Apes thing, and then I was like, I, I saw that this had come out, and I was like, well, well, fuck it. Let me hit up IDW. So, um, it says, uh, yeah, it says the Spectrum War was just the beginning. So this is written by Mike Johnson, art by Angel Hernandez. Um, I... Yeah, well, it's, it's Jason's fault for talking about Marvel so much, which is why this is my your travels. You have the, um, uh, Obviously, since Ganthit came to this universe, um, and the lanterns followed him, and, and the other, and the rainbow lanterns, everybody came onto this side, uh, there are no, there are no batteries. The, the, the lanterns are here, but they're not going to be able to charge their rings, so they're all very limited on, um, on energy. So, you have, Guy and Kilowog and John teaching cadets at Starfleet Academy, uh, because the Federation is able to model some defense weapons off of the Lantern's Ring. So they can like, uh, they'll have shields, for example, uh, to, to, be to be able to at least form shields from from the ring, so they they are able to they're not they're not making new rings, but they're using the technology to to advance. Um guy does this guy thing, he shows off a little bit, it's short-lived because obviously the ring doesn't have a lot of energy to um show off with. Hal is hanging out with the Enterprise along with Carol, uh using up whatever energy they can still muster. Uh and it looks like Carol and Scotty have a thing going on. What? Wait what? Yeah. Um So while they're all while our heroes are trying to figure out, you know, how they can live how they can still be lanterns when they can't power they're, and they can't recharge their rings. We cut to Sinestro, who's on the, uh, who's on, uh, Konos. He's, he's basically, you know, the, the, the Klingon ruler now. Um, but s- some Klingons have found Saint Walker. So that, uh, peaks Sinestro's interest. I'm jumping around a bit, but basically. Oh, say it. Say the word. (sighs) Say it. It looks like we're able to... The Lanterns... It looks like the Lanterns are going to be able to charge their rings because in this universe... (laughs) It seems as though...
2: There's a Manhunter. The
0: the Lanterns are (laughs) not strangers to this universe. The Guardians are not strangers to this universe because there there is a Manhunter... Slumped down oh. on this planet, so where you have man that's awesome. And 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 here shows and and Sinestro shows up to uh, to to kind of take what's his, but it's 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 a pretty cool cliffhanger. But it's it seems it, you know, after reading the Spectrum War, if I needed to read that to get to this. I'm, I'm not really complaining. I don't know if the Spectrum War needed to be so many issues at that point, but. Oh, um, Spectrum War I, was good. No, it was, it was really good. No, I enjoyed it. It, it, it may make it on the classes, but it, it's one of those things where now that this is happening and there are manhunters and there's an actual, cause that is an actual threat. Like you read, you read Green Lantern Star Trek. That was, Hey, cool. You know, it's two properties and they're teaming up and, and the good guys are going to win. But you, I didn't, when I finished, I didn't think about the ramifications. I didn't think about what the hell's going to happen with these characters. I didn't think everybody was going to go back home because obviously Ganthet's dead, and and so in this story, um, these aren't the 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 DC Green Lanterns that that are being written and drawn about right now. But there's an actual there's an actual threat because before you get to the last couple of pages. They were – it's not so much that they're stranded, but there's no thing for them to – their way of life is completely lost. But now there's a way to bounce back, and and that that, kind of perked me up a bit. But I really really enjoyed this. I I may enjoy this more than I enjoyed the Spectrum War when it's all done. Mm.
2: This is the first issue, though. Yes. Come on, pull back a little bit.
0: Hilarious. Let's yeah, not, not put all our eggs in the basket.
2: Seriously.
3: Oh. You're so funny.
0: This is cute. I
3: am. that uh, was cute, dude.
2: Man, we talked about all my books. We did. We got a lot is covered a this book? this episode. I don't have it.
3: I'm not sure I have any in your travels.
2: What? No, I got one. I got one. I got one. Um we're gonna keep it Craig Yolo. Nice. What? No, really, what do you got? Oh, I know what you got. Wow, you seem so anti Because I, I don't know. Understand. Because I don't have it yet.
3: Yeah, the super weird heroes. Fuck. Outrageous but real. Three hundred twenty-page giant. I Want that book? Uh, I mentioned that it was a birthday present from but my, my bizos. Uh, I was I was dipping into it. It's crazy fun. Uh, I mean, these are just crazy, crazy fucking stories. There's like this one called the Hand. is like this giant hand fucking like, it like just comes out of nowhere and like attacks people. Like there's Kangaroo Man. There's a uh, the green turtle. Like it's just bizarre, dude. It's a lot of fun. Uh, oh, wow. it, it's, it's, there's, there's the funny man. Um, and it's just really well put together, but there's, there's a little, uh, interstitial, like one page history of the character before you get a story of the character. Um, and, uh, it's just a blast, man. I, you know, and there's it's it's almost like an encyclopedia. And there's so many different characters. There's Catman, Kitten, and Phantomon. Stop. Uh, it
2: pains um, me. It pains me that you got this before me. Yeah,
3: Captain Truth,
2: uh,
3: Captain Haddockall, which was a Haddockall was like a medicine
2: that they used to sell. So it was like a corporate <laughs> sponsor,
3: and I guess it tied into I Love Lucy, who I know your girl. <laughs> oh. Um. So yeah, man, it's this is a lot of fun. It's a it's a super super well put together. Hardcover uh, by Yo Books,
2: um, and uh, I, I can't recommend it enough. So. Wow! You'll be yeah. hearing more about Yo Books and Eleven O'Clockers for sure.
3: Nice, nice. Yeah, and you—I mean, Vince—the cover's gorgeous. I mean, it's like these these uh. raised—they almost look like decals, but they're like they're spot varnish mm. of a guy riding a lightning bolt, and then the super weird heroes is is, is like in 3D and spot varnish. It's just so well put together. So much love to Craig.
0: I need some Craig in my house. I got
2: I I can't get enough Craig in my house. I don't oh, have really a
0: whole lot. Oh, Jason should also probably make an announcement about something that's happening in two weeks. Yeah, so everybody get your shit together.
3: Yeah, get your shit. Um oh, I, know. I have to say, uh, our peoples rose to the occasion. I gave uh, I politely gave our beloved uh, family of uh, listeners and forumites and. Facebook, I, uh, some grief because we were, uh, we were running a little low in terms of our, our votes for the 11 Oscars this year relative to the last few years. And, uh, I asked for people to, A, vote, but also B, to, uh, you know, retweet the link. And, uh, we've been deluged this last few days. So kudos to everybody, uh, post holiday, you know, getting their shit together. Um, but, uh, in two weeks, and I think on Wednesday night, so the 18th, I believe. We will be recording our 11 Ocloskers celebrating the best of, or at least our favorites of uh, 2016 across a variety of categories. We added a few new categories this year for those of you that are longtime listeners. Um, And if you have not yet voted and would like to do so, a couple things on that front. One, um, you don't have to vote for every category. You can vote for one category, two categories, all the categories. doesn't matter. Just vote for what you think you have a say on. Uh, and the link can be found in a couple ways. You can go to 11oclockcomics.com and uh, DAP has set up a tab that will take you right to the ballot. Or uh, if you're uh, inclined to find it other ways, you can go directly to the uh, URL, which is tinyurl.com backslash EOC awards. And because of the really elegant way that Google is uh, collating the data and presenting it back to us, Um, it's very easy for me to sort and sort of edit and clean up any redundancies or, or, uh, you know, misspellings and stuff. So, so the good news there is that, uh, we don't have to close the balloting off as early as we normally would. Normally I would need about a week to make sure I had the time to go and double check all the votes and, you know, sort of pull together people that spelled Lemire, L-I-M-E-R-E instead of, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but we don't really a t- lot less time now because Google gives a lot better tools for that. So, um, you know, let's say that you have to have your votes in by that Sunday, um, which I think is the 15th. So let's say Sunday, the 15th you have until then to vote for your favorite, uh, comics and, uh, characters of, uh, of the year.
2: Cool. Mm.
3: Mm-hmm. I think that's I'm talking like- to you too, Vince.
0: Yeah. Maybe I'll start filling out your spreadsheet. Oh, really, do? Yeah. Really, Del?
2: My spreadsheet gets filled out for me, apparently. <laughs> What's up with that?
0: Well, it's not wrong. I don't know about that. Yeah, okay. We'll,
2: we'll see. We'll see about that. Um. Yeah. So there you go. All right. What do you guys... All right. Now, I'm just going to take it upon myself. If you don't tell mm. me what you want the featured image to be for this episode. I we'll, will tell you after. All right. Well, okay. Hey, everybody. Wow. wow, wow. Thank you for being here with us yet I'll again. W- if you enjoyed any of this, please leave us an iTunes review or view somewhere, wherever you download this thing, uh, because it matters. It gets us out there. It reaches new people. And that's what we want. We want to uh, proliferate. So, uh, as usual, say good night, David. Good night.
0: David. That was almost dead on. There was a, I forgot to mention it during the Captain America talk, but there is a really poorly placed word balloon on on one of the pages.
2: Hmm. What's it, in somebody's crotch or something?
0: Yep. It It is? Yeah. Yeah, it's in the 454. Folder, but yeah, it's now I it's, gotta put that in there. It's really ridiculous. Uh, that's not gonna be the featured image. Why not? No. Um, <laughs> no. Like, no. <laughs> just no. No. Just Just no. No. Yeah. Be good people. Vince loves you. I do.
2: They know they do. I do.
0: Okay then. No what, line? What
2: is the crotch image that I'm looking for here? It's among the cap? Yeah. Oh, that's, the it's already cap. in then there. I already put yeah. that in. Okay. Yeah, Okay. We're good. Wow. This hot branch. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I'm torched. You're turnt. I am turnt. I don't even know what the word means and that's what I am. Bye Total room Don't freak Don't freak there Bye